Bills. B-I-L-L-S. Bills. The 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's Bills. The 200-200. Good luck. Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen... It's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Oh, Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips file. This one for Monday. It's Monday, January 8th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine and the nature of this program. We'll find many other things to discuss and converse about that's what we do on this program so take part in the most listened to the most popular the most widely heard the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of florida you can pick us up on iHeartRadio. go to realradio.fm that's our website you can follow me on twitter at real jim then send us a text on anything at any time that's real mobile 77031 last time i checked it was powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. Otherwise, on the phones, long-distance toll-free, 1-888-978-1041. For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. She has news in a few minutes. We'll work off that. Pinkman is here, filling in for Jack. Jack is taking care of some business downtown. Fritz is filling in for Pinkman. So there we go. Later in the program... We've got a bonus round of closest to the pin because Fritz is here. It'll be Fritz against Pinkman. Oh, yeah. And uh, a caller of our choice will pick one of them to win. If they choose correctly, they'll win that You Matter business card. What does that mean? They'll have good fortune for the rest of their life, an undefeated season. Mm. If they lose, uh, bad luck for at least uh, 24 hours. <clears throat> no audio file today because Jack is not here. Closest to the pin, the regular round. Wanzi and Doug should be coming in for Monday Movie Review. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, will be coming in at 6. God only knows what we'll be talking about. Sometimes the law. Then we'll have some drive-home music for you, then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. So there we go. Here's my list, and be, we'll add to this. Okay. I got the UCF block party that gets underway downtown at 6. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke passed away. John uh, John Young passed away. The oh, astronaut. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Golden Globes last night. Uh, have you seen the? Uh, I guess, I think everybody has by now. The uh, dog and sled video. No. Where he pulls it up the hill and then rides it down. Terrific. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen it? No. Oh, it's Go great. Check it out. Fun. It's the Look best. It. I'll put it on our website. If you're in a bad mood or you're just kind of in a down mood, yeah, you just watch that dog and that sled. Is that New Zealand? <laughs> Where is that? I don't know where it is. It doesn't matter. Not sure. We're going to talk about uh, it's time to put an end to slim fit clothing for men. 
So we'll get into that as well. Mo has something to say about that. So do I. And we didn't. I mean, it wasn't like some, hey, what do you think about this? She oh. just brought it up. And I said, you were absolutely correct. This is something that happened to me this weekend. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> Slim Fit. Stupid Slim Fit is right. I like Slim Fit. I do, too. See, Pinkman fits in Slim Fit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's of. why you like it. But he's rough. not Slim Fit. He's, he's not totally built for Slim Fit. He's totally Slim Fit. He was built for Slim Fit when he joined this program. He's no longer Slim Fit. He's totally Slim I make Fit. I would actually like to have you believe that his stomach is flatter than mine. Yeah. His stomach is not flatter he's than mine. He's 24 years old. He could be Slim Fit. He's, he's not tall. Slim Fit. He's tall and thin. He's Slim Fit. What he's is tall. It? He's not thin. Oh, Hey, I think he's thin. Fair. You think he's thin? I do. Yes, I do. No, thin is, <laughs> pardon me, hey, slim man. fit is made for men with, and pardon me for pointing this person out, because mm-hmm. I can't stand this individual, Uh-oh. is that Stephen Miller, who is the oh, domestic policy advisor no, for the one who always reminds me of uh, the Third Reich. He is. Oh, that that guy, yeah. That's slim fit. That's no. a guy that does slim fit. Yeah. He, that no. does slim fit. He's a scrawny fit. Slim fit needs to come to an end mm-hmm. because men should not be buttoning their jacket where you can see the bottom of their shirt and their belt buckle and their tie. It just should come to an end. Plus, I'm out there. <clears throat> All right, I'll right, go, go slim fit first. Slim fit? You would look for slim fit? I don't look for slim fit. Regular cut. You need I'm not, regular I'm not, cut. I don't have a body for slim fit anymore. I know that. Okay. I had a body for that when I was 20 years old. Slim fit should come to an end. It should be 22, slim fit for 22-year-olds and under. Because uh-huh. once you get to be over that, your body changes. You have no, you have no, you can't control it. It just changes. <laughs> Everybody's body changes. And uh, and so they like to sell the slim fit yeah, slim crap fit. Oh. to men who are 45, 55, 65, 70. And it just doesn't, it's very hard to, plus the waist. <laughs> so I'm out there. I'm at Dick's Sporting Goods, right? Because I needed to buy some pellets for an air stuff. rifle because yeah. a neighbor of mine has a uh, a cotton mouth. So mm. be that as it may. So I'm going back Wait. to buy some pellets. Can you back up to this, this poisonous snake? Right. I'll get to that later. No, they're just so thirsty. I'm, oh. going to, so I'm going to Dick's Sporting Goods to buy some pellets for this air rifle I have, oh, right? Oh, boy, yeah. <clears throat> and I passed the rack, and there's some uh, there's some sweat-type sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that would be nice. I don't have a pair of sweatpants like I used to. Mm-hmm. They make them differently now. I said, but they look nice and warm, and if it gets cold again, instead of running around in my skibbies, uh-huh. you know, put on my put on these sweatpants. So, of course, you know, buy large, because I'm large now. All right, large. So... Uh, and usually sweatpants. I'm not going to go to the dressing room and, uh, and and try on a pair of sweatpants. It says large. I'll go with large. Take large. Didn't cost anything. So I get home and I put them on. Mm-hmm. You pull them up. To where your waist is. To where normally you would wear. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. Which is just a little bit below your belly button. All yeah, right. Not on top. Not above. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little a little bit below your, your belly hips. button. Yeah. Okay. These things come up right to the top of my pubic region <laughs> and split my... Hey, hey, watch it. Split my <laughs> nuts right in half. God bless America. That seam went right up and it's like... It was too tight. You bought the wrong size. Wrong in No, I bought the right size. No. It was large. I bought the right size. It's the waist now. They, the, the, the waist it, is, It's is, not the inseam. It's from from where the, the, the bottom of the crotch goes to the waistband. It's like it's it, the rise if you cut them it's off at the, the thigh, you'd have a pair of Speedos. That's how low... <laughs> It's called the rise. 
whatever it is, it's too low. It's much too low, and this needs to Let me get to uh, UCF. They're having a block party downtown. Oh, goodness. Because they would like to UCF, of course, and the UCF um, coaches and football team and and alumni and students would uh, like everybody to believe that they are the national champions in football, Mm -hmm. the self-proclaimed national champions. Have fun while it lasts because that all comes to an end tonight when Alabama plays uh, Georgia uh, for the national championship. When the uh, when the record books are open next year and thereafter, it will either be Alabama or Georgia that's listed as the national champion. Look, I understand. I I understand. I understand uh, the concern with how they're picking the national champion, and I think I think something can be said for that. But now you're going. I I happen to believe you're going overboard. Now you look. Now you look spoiled. Uh, and and now it's uh, it becoming a little bit much to do about nothing. And well, it uh, makes us look podunk. Is really what happens. Well, to a certain degree, we still are podunk. You well, know what you need to do at UCF. Here's what you need. You want respect at UCF. Mm-hmm. Here's how you get respect at UCF. I finally decided this. If you want respect at UCF, you have to tear down the administrative building, the one that's been out there from the get-go, the roundabout with the pond on the other side. Is it still there? That's the administrative building. You have to tear that down. Then right before you do that, or go to the architect and say, "I uh, I want the administration building to look like something that's on the University of Florida campus or the Florida State campus or maybe even Stetson, all right? Oh, bricks and, and I want you Ivy. to replicate that. I want you to build that as the administrative building at the University of Central Florida. After that, that's fine. Because when you get out there, that's the first thing you should be seeing. And you say, oh, my God, I'm at, I'm at a real university campus. you got to go Yale. It's got to look like Harvard. You have, to have, you have to have that mindset when somebody arrives there, I'm on a university campus mm. instead of a, I'm in a business park. That's been one of the major reasons why UCF is never taken seriously. Now, I'm not saying they don't do great research or they don't have great academic programs or this and that, but you will never be taken seriously when, you're, when your administrative building looks like the headquarters for IBM. All right, let me move on from that. Uh, so that comes to that, you know, that comes to an end tonight. Have fun, Mike Bianchi with the Sentinels going to present some kind of trophy to UCF. What are you going to? What is Mike Bianchi with the Sentinel going to hand? A, what the na- a national championship trophy to UCF? Is yeah. that what he's going to do? He is. This guy is so he's he's pleased as punch because Bianchi knows if it were not for UCF, he'd still be covering uh, Valencia Community College female <laughs> volleyball. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's over the moon with this kind of stuff. His colleague, George Diaz, has taken him to task, and I think George is right on target with this. After a point, it's like, okay. That's enough. Uh, really. Cut it out. Settle down. Really. Uh, S- grow up and settle down. Jim, Governor Rick Scott even declared UCF <clears throat> national champions. He can't today. declare anything he national. Did. He's oh, a he governor. Did. No, he didn't. <laughs> he, can, he can declare him state no. champions. He cannot declare no. only the president of the, <laughs> excuse me, the president <laughs> of the United States or Congress can declare national champions. Mm. The governor can't declare. He did. Oh, he did. What do 49 other governors might have to say? Oh, no, they don't care. 48 said, that was cool by them. Anyway, so I want to talk about the Golden Globes last night. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke, the great uh, oh, coach, character Aaron, actor from yeah. Coach. Mm-hmm. Luther Van Dam from Coach. Oh, I forgot that was his name. John Young, of course, the astronaut who was born in California but uh, grew up in Orlando, passed away as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he got enough respect from the media 
As he uh, should have. Got the dog sled and slim fit. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of things to talk about. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get a check of the news. Here's Mo. Jim, the news brought to you today by McDonald's. Uh, I'm loving it. Orlando will continue celebrating the team it considers to be the national championship, the, the champions today. So Orlando, beginning in a, in a couple of hours at Church Street, will have a block party to celebrate the undefeated UCF football team. And this is just merely two hours before the real national champions will be named between Georgia and Alabama. Thousands of people are expected to cram into downtown. In yeah, support. what about Western Michigan, huh? What? Didn't Western Michigan go undefeated last yeah. year? WM. They, were, were in, they weren't even invited it. to a major bowl game. Mm. Come on. Come on, Western Michigan. Oh, well, so they're the national championships <laughs> from know. last time. Right, you can go- be what Pat Clark was absolutely correct. You can be whatever you want to be, you know, if you want whatever Call yourself, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Does it really matter in the in the grand scheme of things? Governor Rick Scott issued a proclamation about an hour ago declaring the Knights true national champions. He can't of, do that. He's the, the governor. No, of the 2017 NCAA football season. He can't declare anything <laughs> well, national. Well, he did. Oh, he did. He, oh, can, he, he can declare oh. something state. He used a lot of whereases and their two fours and all that. That's and, a tool. Uh, Habeas corpus. No, he said, whereas Florida is home to the country's best football and whereas UCF won the AAC conference championship, whereas UCF... Comp- Completed an undefeated season, whereas UCF, yeah. the only... Whereas Wisconsin beat Miami. Oh. There Hello. Go. Did he have, like, a town crier, too? Like, a hear ye, hear, just ringing the bell. Whereas, on November 11th, the Auburn Tigers, who lost to UCF... Okay, beat, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting tired of it now. He is, he's on it, and he declared it and signed it, and it's officially in the books. Yeah. Well, have fun while it lasts, because oh. it comes to an end tonight. Yeah. They're giving them an, a, a, a trophy. And everything down there. Who's given? Who's given? What, Bianchi what has trophy? given him a trophy. I don't know. He made a trophy. Was it in, like the Bianchi kiss ass trophy. I don't know what. It's, <laughs> he very well might be, but Nick Saban. Yeah, the Mike, Mike Bianchi, uh, yeah. you know, uh, trophy. Uh, I'll tell you something. The, <laughs> Al- the biggest kiss ass in town. Alabama very coach specific. Nick Saban was not amused, nor was uh, the Georgia coach Kirby Smart. They said, "Look, um, it's UCF's opinion, but." Um, it doesn't mean anything to anybody but them. Correct. Meaning, you know. You Enjoy it. Have fun with it. For an hour. And Whatever. then that's enough. Then then be quiet already. I hate to rain on their parade today when they're really celebrating. What's that Bianchi trophy look like? A bald head? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I can look it up. You have to shine it every day? You have stop to shave it. it every day? No, 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 no. Jim, over the weekend, <laughs> we had, not we, well, the state. You don't like me. I don't like him, too. All right, listen. Jim, Friday night, they uh, picked a Mega Ball power winner, uh, a lottery winner, and they was win- uh, awarded to somebody over in the Tampa Bay area. And that person won about, uh, I don't know, four, $450 million? What? 
dollars. That was the mega, mega millions? million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Powerball was chosen on Saturday, and it was one winner in New Hampshire. Pinkman, I thought you said Powerball. Nobody won Powerball. Nobody won Powerball. Someone won Mega Millions. No, they no, won somebody Powerball. won Powerball in New Hampshire. Fake news. Uh, it's not fake news. No, then. no, it's not. Yes, it is. Nope. It's one person, one ticket. One ticket. They got all six numbers in the Powerball. That's a lot of scratch. Mm-hmm. That's I a lot of money. It is. Believe you. A lot of money like that can corrupt a soul, they say. <laughs> I thought no one won. Well, obviously you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, Who cares about them? All right, listen. Live free or die. A University of Florida study reveals millennial males, Pinkman, are much more likely to report so-called subjective sexual harassment actions than millennial females. The study of nearly 200 18 to 35-year-olds found that men and women were both highly sensitive to premeditated or deliberate acts of harassment, such as unwanted touch, Exposure or having their pictures taken without consent. However, All right, I don't want to touch you anymore. If you don't want to be touched, I, won't I touch don't you. want to be touched. However, males, I don't want to be touched. Males were much more sensitive. We're on the same page. They say that after doing the survey, they found males were much more sensitive than females to sexual jokes, catcalls, and staring. What? The researchers. What are they the, smoking? At the University of Florida, say findings oh, indicate Florida. that efforts to make millennials. <laughs> that's your alma mater. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Uh-huh. We cheat, but we win. <laughs> That's oh, good. goodness. <laughs> they say it has, it has everything to do with the efforts to make millennial men more sensitive to the nuances of sexual harassment. They now say this is proof that it's working. Uh, That's their, a bunch of crap. Their team wasn't good this year. They had to do something. So yeah. far, all the stories you say are crap. UCF national champion, you say is crap. Millennials just saying, being wait sensitive a minute, hold are on. crap. Three national championships, uh, three Heisman Trophy yeah. winners, 22 consecutive bowl appearances. Right. We had a lousy season. Granted, but just saying. For the first time in 14 years, Jim, an American was the winner of the men's portion of the Walt Disney World Marathon over the weekend. A guy from Tucson, Arizona, covered the 26.2-mile marathon through four Disney theme parks in just under two hours and 18 minutes. That's booking. He was really, yeah, he was really hoofing it. His victory ends a four-year winning streak from Brazil. Is that about four and a half miles an hour? Not four Uh, and a half miles an hour. A mile and four and a half minutes? I think that's right. Another Brazilian. That's fast. crazy. That's that just fast, fast. The women's winner was a Brazilian for the second year in a row. But this is the first year in four or five years that an American won the Disney Marathon, not a Brazilian. Brazilians seemed to kick ass in this Disney Marathon, and it was very chilly when they started. That's oh, a big event, that marathon. It's huge. Yeah. A secret, you ever run a marathon? Uh, half. Ooh, I only did a half. half. Well, you did a whole half? A half. 13 point something. It'd be 13.1, right? Right, half. That's what, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your time? Terrible. But I was walk slash running. I wasn't even running. It was the Disney half, the princess half. Many days. Ha ha, funny. Many <laughs> days. Did you camp? No, I didn't camp. Mm-hmm. But I did see people running the half who stopped on the side of the road. They couldn't make it to all, without peeing down on the on the side of the, the, you the, the road. Go. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta That's do icky. it. I'm yeah, sorry. F- Hold it in until hey, you get to a place. What are you gonna do? Some they long, just were peeing down their leg. It was yucky. Yeah, some long-distance runners just keep going and pee their pants. And they pee in their pants. It mm-hmm. was yucky. I would take pride doing that. Yeah. No. If you're going to cut 45 seconds off your time, of course. They didn't want to go into a porto potty. I understand, you know, whatever. But to just go on the side of the thing. And, serious runners. Ew. That's serious. It's a primal instinct. Uh, All right, let me take a little break. When we come, uh, hey, by uh, the way, don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin. You pick today whether Fritz ooh. or Pinkman will win. And more news with Mo. The birthday's upcoming as well. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1.
I mean, he didn't, no. he, he didn't even cast not much less set the really hook. In, no. Play, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't reel. Re, re, sorry, no, let's get back to the what? news. <laughs> no, I mean. No, uh, no, no we're good. Nope. Nope. No, and, and, no, 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 but, 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 Hey, let him talk. If he's got something to say. Yeah, I got something to say. It was, uh, you know, during (laughs) spiritual journeys that I take from time to time. I'm just saying there was an opportunity for somebody to cast and uh, to see if I would bite. And there was a very Mm -hmm. good chance Mm -hmm. if I uh, if I uh, took that bite, you know, to uh, to set the hook. Wasn't Uh, aggressive enough. Is that what you're saying? yeah. They weren't aggressive enough. No, with didn't you. see an opportunity. Anyway, back to the oh, news. Don't forget God. that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top. Jim. Block party in downtown Orlando mm-hmm. gets underway at six, celebrating the University of Central Florida's Beach Bowl Championship and self declaration of mm-hmm. national champions. <laughs> yeah, they're breaking their arms, patting themselves on the back down there. Today well, is January. Do what you got to do. January eighth, twenty eighteen, and today is National English Toffee Day. Like English I'm toffee. I'm sure shot. <laughs> English toffee. It's like a hard candy, but it's caramelish oh, flavor. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's ca- like caramel, it. yeah. caramel flavor. It's okay. Yeah, yeah toffee. Mm-hmm. It's a hard candy, right? It is. A hard candy? Yeah. Anyway, that's today. It's a weird day, but what can I I think do? it could be semi-soft. English toffee? No, that's soft caramel. I don't know what that is. No, I think toffee itself can be can be hard. It, and then yeah. you can have a toffee flavor that's uh-huh. semi-soft. What about Heath Bar? What's that? I get, see, toffee. I get that. That's toffee, that's isn't toffee, it? That's toffee, right? That's hard. Yeah, that says a I rock in the middle. So. Yeah, it's oh, chocolate-covered toffee, right? That Dove bar with the with the uh, toffee or With the inside, that insert? Whew. No, yeah. it's in the coating. Oh, it's in the coating? It's on the chocolate coating. It's those coating. little bits. They have little bits out there. Oh, yeah, that's good, that's good stuff. Uh-huh. That'll rip your dental work out, though. Oh, yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Speaking of food, let me uh, tell oh, you, you later on about a new recipe for the instant pot. Oh, oh no. is it Indian again? No. Mm. Ooh. All right, so English Toffee Day. Let's get back to it, shall we? A government secret, very secret, government satellite is in orbit today after a successful launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station last night. The Zuma mission blasted off on the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. The launch window opened at 8. They shipped it out there. They shot out the satellite. Very secret mission. It's a government mission. And then the bottom half of it came down and landed on the spot, on the X that they drew on the on the, the cement. It came right back down and landed straight up and down. Fake on, news. No. I saw it. I watched it. Well, they got an $800 million rocket and, a, what, a, a, four, a $4 gallon of paint that they used to they mark the X. X. <laughs> and, but damn, if they didn't land it right, X marks the spot. Slop they, it on oh, there like Tom Sawyer. They landed it bang right Hey, straight. Becky. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, it's warming up in Florida today after several days of sub-freezing temperatures. Yeah, yeah, I, I was getting tired of that. Agriculture uh, is uh, scrambling. They were scrambling to protect their crops and warm it up. but um, Makes the orange juice taste better. It does. But that is a problem if it's strawberry picking season, which is in February. So they are very worried, and it may delay the berry picking season. You know, in Plant City, they have that strawberry festival and all of that. That's coming up mm-hmm. next month. Even mm-hmm. though that means fewer berries on the shelves. Hey, they... Marty Stewart's going to be down there for that, isn't he? I... I believe so. There are a lot of good acts that go there to that strawberry festival. Oh, a it is. Lot it's a big deal. Good... It's, a, it's a huge thing. The freeze did some slight damage to berries, but there should be no long-term crop effects. That's the good news. A Florida woman is recovering today. That's also some good news, but it was very serious. After her own cat... Jumped in her car and attacked her. <laughs> it's not funny, Pinkman. It's kind of funny. She was actually parked in front of a house near Coco 
over the weekend, and as she prepared to drive away, the cat pounced into her car with with, uh, claws open, and she had to jump out the car to escape the cat, (laughs) forgot that her car was in reverse, and was literally run over by her own vehicle. Oh! The car rolled into the street, and then... It's not funny, Fritz. It's not funny. She was, Uh, A, attacked by a cat, Mm -hmm. B, hops out of the car... (laughs) That, Jim, seriously not it's funny. It's kind of funny. It is not yeah, funny. Awesome. Is she alive? She suffered critical injuries. But is she alive? Yeah, she's alive. Okay, then it's funny. Mm-hmm. Wrecked. Someone's uh, tragedy is our comedy. Oh, I guess. It's a piece of crap. <laughs> All right, it's a little funny. Gas prices are holding steady after the first week of the new year. I always want to know how this is going. The statewide average for a gallon of regular gas is $2.45. That's yeah. pretty much even, Stephen, with last week. Also, the highest prices consistently are in West Palm and Boca. The lowest is in Jacksonville, Melbourne, and Orlando. Oh, just it for inflation. You're paying way below what you paid for gasoline in 1975. Well, 75 was when there was a shortage, right? Or yeah, but I mean, just it for inflation. Anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're paying 249 now. Yeah. I mean, we can, you can go to the website. 249 in uh, 1975, Fritz, would be what? Uh, uh, research is on it. All right, thank you. About $5, probably. Oprah Winfrey, Jim, is actively thinking about a run in 2020 for the presidency of the United States. According to CNN, which spoke to two of Winfrey's close friends after her rousing speech at the Golden Globes last night. It's a nice speech. It was a good speech, but she's not going to be president. The sources that CNN spoke to said that Oprah's close friends have been privately urging her to run for months, but insisted that the media mogul, Oprah, had not made a decision either way. Many saw her rallying cry that a new day is on the horizon. I'll take anybody now who can articulate a sentence. She's a smart one, that one. Yeah. Two forty-five now was about fifty-six cents in nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Points. Mm-hmm. Beat me to it. Following her speech, right. the hashtag Oprah twenty twenty was trending almost immediately. And you said the thing that impressed you the most was it seemed extemporaneous. Yeah, if it's right off the cuff, if she just speak, I mean, whether she memorized something or whatever, or I'd like to know whether there was a teleprompter there. Mm. No teleprompter. That's pretty impressive. I could say, all right. All (laughs) right. Give it a run. I'll give it some consideration. Uh Uh, The men and women of Hollywood were fighting back last night, in addition to the Oprah comments, but against sexual harassment, the majority of those in attendance at the Golden Globes were wearing black Outfits in solidarity with the Time's Up anti-harassment initiative, which was uh, sort of a prequel to Me Too movement. Harassment was also addressed. Seth Meyers, funny from the beginning, uh, with his speeches, his opening monologue was very clever. Uh, Other female winners and presenters also used their time at the podium as platforms for speaking out. Uh, They not only talked about the sexual harassment problem in Hollywood, but they also discussed women earning less pay than men. Even presenter Natalie Portman called out the Golden Globes for their all-male nominees for Best Director. So, yeah, there were, it was like, uh, it's the year of the woman in Hollywood for sure. Well, you know, maybe they were the best. Who knows? The I year mean, of the woman. Daily Beast says Oprah used a teleprompter. She did? That's mm-hmm. why yeah, she was wearing like glasses. Oh, no. Hey, I got to knock it down a little <laughs> bit then. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Points deducted. It's oh, the no. patriarchy, not just the patriarchs. I see. The Department of Homeland Security is somehow doing is me too. <laughs> hashtag. The Department of Homeland Security, Jim, wants to get rid of El Salvadorans. Uh, they say that they have been uh, here under temporary protected status. There are two hundred thousand Salvadorans here in America. Thank God, now I can get that mm-hmm. part-time job picking oranges. Finally, they want to round them up and deport <laughs> them, and they say they have about a year, year and a half left. 
they were awarded special status in the U.S. Mm -hmm. more than a decade ago when their country, El Salvador, was racked by civil war and a couple of devastating earthquakes on top of that. Uh, And now it says that the refugees will need to get either a different legal status or leave the United States by the fall of 2019. Yeah, we're going to send them back to one of the worst countries in in the Northern Hemisphere when it comes to violence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know Mm -hmm. what you're saying. That's what they get for taking our job. Got that right. I always want to work in a chicken slaughterhouse. How about you? Is there any, like, reason why, or does it say, or just because? Just because. Well, they're here. You know, take care of them. Then then DACA kids, we're going to send them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They I don't say, know where, but we're sending them somewhere. got to get out, <laughs> and too. Illegal no. alien immigrants, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. I don't know. Darn right. I saw that Stephen Miller. Oh, he's mm-hmm. he's a creepy Jake Tapper. He took that Jake Tapper to task. Take that liberal media. Jake you know Tapper, what I'm saying? Jake Tapper mm-hmm. kicked him right out. He said, not a, "We've not seen if you read the right wing blogs." Oh, well, I mean, it's it just comes down to tribalism and and uh, and and politics. He always reminds me of an SS officer in the Third Reich. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a Jewish kid. I don't care what he oh, is. That's obviously. what he reminds me of. The organizers of the Coachella Festival are banning marijuana from this year's festival, despite recreational. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Now, yeah, they are. This is the first <laughs> year bet. recreational pot is legal you in California bet. as of January 1. Now, Under- do you leave it up to the Attorney General? I know. He thinks it's the Holy worst mackerel. thing ever. Under this new What's law. problem? Just like heroin. He says it's the same, which is a bit of a stretch. His girlfriend in high school left him for a hippie, and he's just never let it go. Oh, he can't. <laughs> that's what it is. I oh, that's, that's kind of sad. Under the new law, Jim, <laughs> local officials will still have the last word on whether weed can be sold or distributed within their borders. But city officials in India, where they have the Coachella Festival, uh, have decided to keep pot illegal. Now, Beyonce will be there. Eminem will be there. Are they there. having the Coachella Festival? Always have it in Indio, California. Oh, I thought you said India. I didn't do. Oh, <laughs> That'd oh, be a cool oh. one. Indio. <laughs> oh, oh, at the end there. Okay, then. The uh, weekend right, is, is uh, one of the headliners. The weekend, Beyonce, Eminem headlining this year's festival. Yeah. And ironically, one of the biggest bands on this year's bill is a Philadelphia-based group called The War on Drugs. Oh, yeah. You've heard of them? Yep. Kurt oh. Viles in that band. Very oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nerd. What? He knows that. He knows why? some stuff. Why is it, why is it He's, nerdy? Fritz is a music nerd. Oh. oh, I see. He knows all there is to know. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, last night was all about Thanks. movies and TV and all of that at the Golden Globes. But yeah. at the movie theater this year, mm-hmm. uh, the Jumanji movie was number one. First, after finishing in second place for two weeks, the Jumanji sequel, I guess, to the 1994 Robin Williams fantasy adventure film was the top movie in the United States and Canada. Wow. The yeah, it earned just over two hundred forty-four million dollars in North America since its release. In second place, is a movie called Insidious: The Last Key, which sold twenty-nine million bucks worth of tickets in its first weekend. You know, if the Golden Globes are any indication, last year was a crappy year for movies. Mm-hmm. Did you see a lot of them? I saw a couple of them. Yeah. The big movie they're talking about is that billboards. Three, Three billboards. Yeah, ones and Doug loved it. I know. But most people, uh, they don't because it's just a lot Sounds of dialogue. Sounds weird. Yeah, I know. All right, so it went. I saw Dunkirk. And that didn't get really much. Maybe no. they, 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 if anything. Visually, it was, it was it was okay. I think the only one I saw that was nominated was Get Out. Yeah, get out. I saw Get Out. And I, I like Get, get Out, either. but I didn't think it was. 
It you wasn't know. the best. No, certainly not. Mm-hmm. As a, as a, it was a good movie, but it was like, oh, my God almighty, what a motion picture. As far as, like, a thriller movie, it was that good, but... Uh, well, I understand the metaphors and the symbolism and the, you know, the mm-hmm. you know, the white hero, the black hero. This, right. I, I get all that. I just didn't think it was, you know, okay. Yeah. Well, the just three, okay. three billboards won pretty much everything that was important. Uh, yeah. They, they did. I mean, they seriously right. did. Uh, they won best, pic- best picture drama, best actress Frances McDormand, best supporting actor, best screenplay. I mean, just on and on. Florida and on. Project wasn't nominated. It was. Was it nominated? I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, Nicole- I read the uh, two New York Times uh, movie reviewers, film reviewers, uh, yesterday. You know, who they, you know, and they always come up who they think is going to be, uh, you know, the nominations for the Oscars for the Academy Awards. And Florida Project, you know, appeared numerous times. But what's missing from the Florida Project? is the actress who played the young mother in that movie. I thought she was the best the best uh, thing about that movie. Really? And completely neglected. Mm-hmm. One of the Willem things Dafoe. on HBO. Come on. I like <laughs> Willem Dafoe. I like him a lot. Okay. But best supporting actor? Come on now. Uh-huh. Come on, Willem. <laughs> oh, boy. Willem. It, that's his name. It's Willem. Willem. It's not I William. Know. I know, Willem. but it's funny the more you say it. Because so, you have to catch yourself and not say William. You have to say Willem. <laughs> the Lady Bird uh, movie won a ton of things also. Best Picture Comedy. I hear that one's great. And some Best Actress stuff and all that. Anyway, notably left empty-handed, it says, here was your movie, Dunkirk, Get Out, and The Post. Making a prediction. Uh-oh. I think that, you uh, that mom jeans are going to be making a comeback. Oh, really? Did they not already? Yeah, I thought they had a little brief flare-up, didn't they? During the Obama administration, he was wearing... No, not for about? men. I'm talking oh. about mom jeans oh, for right. moms, Those are dad for jeans, women. Oh, like high waisted, yeah. high waisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, rounding out the top five this past weekend. I'll tell you uh, why after number the top one, of the hour. Jumanji. Number two was that Insidious. Number three was uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Four was The Great Showman with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and Pitch Perfect three rounded out the top five. Uh, Star Wars is just raking money hand over fist uh, so far domestically. Five hundred seventy-two million dollars. Anybody seen it? I have. I don't even know if I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I most certainly have not. I've seen. Oh, didn't understand it. I didn't. I looked at my watch a lot the first hour. Don't worry about it. My parents saw the Raiders of the Lost Ark. They didn't understand that. Uh, Was it? I liked Raiders. They had no biblical background. Good movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is that what it is? A lot of it. You know, the Ark of the Covenant. You go. What Mm -hmm. are they talking about? Yeah, you have to know. Charlie, what are they talking about? There's a star on the Disney Channel yeah. who is facing criticism over his use of some questionable language in a freestyle rap. This kid's name is Jake Paul, and TMZ posted a video <laughs> that was filmed while Paul was hanging out with friends at last year's Coachella Music Festival. He starts rapping in the video and can be heard using some bad words, including the N-word, several times. It's not the first controversy to hit this uh, Jake Paul and his family this year's older brother, a YouTube star, Logan Paul. Nah. Those two are such douchebags. Right? Has come under fire for uploading. He's the one who uploaded the video of the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging. Yeah, right. uh, In Japan, in the Japanese forest yeah, and all there's, that. Yeah, there's more coming this out is, of Japan. This is the brother who now raps, you know, at he was at some music fest, and he raps, and he's using the N-word every which Who's way. Who's the YouTube uh, His brother. guy that got in so much trouble? What's his name? Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Uh, yeah, because the apparently suicide. there's yeah. more video coming out of Japan that casts him in a... Uh, oh, in no. a Really? In a bad light. He's Did you idiot. see Chappelle's shows that are now on Netflix His, uh, that came special? out New Year's Eve? No, not yet. You watched it? Why, you did? 
Yeah, I watched the first one. And? Mm. Just uh, I'm a bigger Bill Burr fan. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I just am. And Jim, uh, joining you. I in- like Chappelle a lot. I think he's very funny. He is but funny. They, you know. Yeah. Joining you in retirement next year will be, maybe, one of the biggest country stars of all time, Blake Shelton. <laughs> He says he made it. I'm just saying. He's retiring? Yeah. No, Why? Big, I, I took umbrage with biggest country. Oh, that too. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what I maybe self-proclaimed biggest. Uh, the country star tweeted that he watched the life story on the NFL channel of um, some former. bigger than Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that he says he, you know, he was talking to some football coach who's retiring and says, I'll be joining you real soon, brother. Sounds like Hulk Hogan. More fans quickly began begging him to stay in country music and others. What's his name? The movie actor who's made his last movie. Daniel Day-Lewis. He's also out. There's a list. I will bet you $1 (laughs) that he will be nominated for an Academy Award as Best Actor. I'm sorry. What? Daniel Day-Lewis. I think I I do. Oh, no. Sam Elliott. I'm sorry. Sam Elliott. (sighs) We've got one on. I want to retract that one. No, you can't retract. Huh? I don't think you can retract. We've got a bet for Sam Elliott and Willem Dafoe, I believe. William, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Willem. I did it. Willem yeah, Dafoe. Yeah, but I said Willem Dafoe, either best supporting or either best actor or best supporting actor. Right. You said lead actor or supporting in for the Florida Project, but that's Academy Award, not for Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't bet the Golden Globes. That's correct. That is correct. We'd like to wish. Thank I- God. Here, here. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you I lost my shirt. Stunk up a storm on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Happy, happy birthday today. Happy, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. To Stephen Hawking. Mm. Old to Stephen Hawking. Brilliant 70, physicist. 74? Uh, Fritz, he is 74. No, That's, wait. No, what? you can't say what he said. 73. Oh. 76. On the dot, Pinkman, 76. Oh, my God. Well, you still would have lost. He would have. <laughs> if Pinkman would have one-upped you. All right, how about this? How about uh, Little Rocket Man? Kim Jong-un has a birthday today. How Ooh. old? Little Rocket Man. How old is he? I think he's younger than he looks. 37. Nope. 34. He is 28. Jim, 35. Damn it. Oh. Happy, happy birthday! That Fritzy goes way off the rails sometimes. It's like, I'm trying. All right. He's 12. You seen that photograph of Kim holding the Fire and Fury oh, book? Yeah. Uh-uh. It's just, ha 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 ha. Oh, man. <laughs> Epic troll. Oh, move. no. It's funny. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's I a fake photo, though. It's not real. Okay. Mm hmm. And uh, the host of the newlywed game, Bob Eubanks. Jim? How old is Bob Eubanks? He's 82. Uh, 80? On the dot, Fritz. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> Take your lead from Jim. Now you know how to play it. <laughs> That's the lottie dodge. Just call me Moira. All right, we're going to open up the lines, and uh, Fritz will pick one of you at random. I said, Fritz, wait for all the lines to light up. Just pick uh, the third one. It doesn't matter. Just pick one of them. And uh, that person will pick either you or Pinkman to win a bonus round of closest to the pinup coming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From- and now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! 
Alex. Here we go. Time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Brian's on the line. Brian will pick either Fritz or Pinkman to win. If Brian picks correctly, he'll win that You Matter business card. What does that mean? He'll have good fortune for the rest of his life if he picks incorrectly. Oh, my. Bad luck for 24 hours. So let me get Brian on here first. Hey, Brian, how are you today? Yes, sir. Good. How are you? All right, Brian, it's up to you. You can go with Fritz, who's filling in for Pinkman today, or you can pick Pinkman, who's filling in for Jack today, to win this bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Can you describe the card? The card? Well, yes, <laughs> yes, once please. again, certainly. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, the U-Matter business card is red on one side and white on the other. And the, on the red side, in white black letters, it says you matter. It also has a black squiggly heart design. Now, if you win that card, we'll autograph it, we'll sign it, and you'll have good fortune for the rest of your life, Brian. However, you know, and you're walking a fine line, a tight wire, if you lose, oh, bad luck for 24 Uh-oh. hours. That's Do you want to proceed, Brian? Of course. Who will you pick? I got my money on Pinkman. All right. Money on Pinkman. Hold on there, Brian. Let's see if you did uh, pick oh correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. Which one goes to the soundproof booth? We'll do uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. All right. Two, two, out out of three. two out of three. Ready? On my count okay. on three and one and two and three. Dang it. Oh. All right. Rock, Fritz, Fritz is up one, up one to nothing. All right. Here we go. And one and two and three. Dang it. Oh, Fritz, Fritz, you went. Paper. What do you want to do, Fritz? Go first or second? I will... I will go first. You'll go first. Yep. Okay. You're going to answer first. Fine. So Pinkman goes to the soundproof booth. Fine. Oh, I see. Take your headphones off first. Oi. I've done that before. And they bang you in the nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get out of the chair and you Boing. forget to take the headphones off. And they smack you in the face. They snap you right in the nose. Yep. Kiss her. <laughs> all right, uh, Fritz, here we go. I've got 10 questions for you. Answer to the best of your ability. They're all connected in one way or another. Are you ready? I'm ready. A countdown. You're going to keep time yep. for yourself? I'll. I'll I'm, count down. Okay? I'm ready right now. All count right. down and keep score, Mo. Here we uh, go. In three, two, one, begin. Fritz, Fire and Fury by author Michael Wolf is the nation's top bestseller. Wolf has been all over TV. How old is Wolf? 55. The Bob Seger song, Fire Down Below, was on the album Night Moves, released in what year? 1986. The nonfiction book, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, was on the New York Times bestseller list for how many weeks? Uh... 42. That book is about events in Savannah, Georgia. What's the population of Savannah? Uh, 200,000. Savannah Guthrie is a host on NBC's The Today Show. How old is Guthrie? Uh, I would say 48. Iconic American folk singer Woody Guthrie died in what year? 1968. Guthrie's son Arlo released the album called Alice's Restaurant in what year? 1974. Alice Waters is a celebrated chef known for establishing American cuisine with fresh ingredients. How old is Waters? Uh, 82. How old is American film director and screenwriter John Waters? You know, the guy with the pencil-thin mustache. Uh, He is uh, 61. Get it within 20. You went out right. If John Waters was a crow in his hometown of Baltimore, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? Wilmington, Delaware. That would be uh, 49 miles. Time. Wow. All right. Here he comes. Jeez. How do you feel about your answers? Yeah, not good. Oh, boy. You'll be I fine. tried. All right. Here comes Mr. Pinkman. Brian has, has picked Mr. Pinkman to win this bonus round of closest to the pin. All right, Mr. Pinkman. Oh. What happened? Oh, boy. Uh, I have 10 questions for you. Okay. They're all interconnected in some form or fashion. Answer to the best of your ability. Are you ready, Mr. Pinkman? I think so. All right, let's account. 
Let's count down. And you'll start the clock, Fritz. I'll do it. Oh, somebody in, in three. three, two, one, Begin. go. Pinky Fire and Fury by author Michael Wolf is the nation's top bestseller. Wolf has been all over TV. How old is Wolf? Uh, 62. The Bob Seger song, Fire Down Below, is on the album Night Moves, released in what year? 72. The nonfiction book Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil was on the New York Times bestseller list for how many weeks? Uh, eight. The That book is about events in Savannah, Georgia. What's the population of Savannah? Uh, 1.2 million. Savannah Guthrie is a host on NBC's The Today Show. How old is Guthrie? 38. Iconic American folk singer Woody Guthrie died in what year? Uh, 1994. Guthrie's son Arlo released the album called Alice's Restaurant in what year? 86. Alice Waters is a celebrated chef known for establishing American cuisine with fresh ingredients. How old is Waters? Uh, 52. How old is American film director and screenwriter John Waters? You know, the guy with the pencil-thin mustache. Uh-huh. I'm 78. Get it within 20. You went outright. If John Waters was a crow in his hometown of Baltimore, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? Uh, 432. Time. Oh, my God. There we go. Let's take a look at this. Let's see if Brian picks up that You Matter business card or has bad luck for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. How old is Michael Wolf, the author of Fire and Fury? Fritz said. 55. Pinkman. 62. He's 64. Pinkman. Woo! Uh, the Bob Singer song, Fire Down Below, on the album Night Moves, released in what year, Fritz said? 86. Pinkman? 72. 76. Uh, that's Pinkman. The Pinkman. nonfiction book, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, why did I pick that one? Was on the New York Times bestseller list for how many weeks, Fritz said? 42 weeks. Pinkman? Eight. 216 weeks. Oh, my gosh. Fritz By the way, that's that a great read if you've never picked up that book. It's a, really it's a hell of a lot better than the movie. The movie was kind of stinko. But the the book is terrific. That book is about events in Savannah, Georgia. What's the population of Savannah? Fritz said. 200,000. Pinkman. I thought that was a lot until I heard Pinkman's answer of 1.2 million. 150,000. You're uh-huh. on the board. Yeah, all right. uh, it's Savannah Guthrie, yeah. the host of NBC's the Today Show. How old is Guthrie? Fritz said. 48 years old. Pinkman. 38. 46. Oh, Fritz. He's Takes now leading lead. three to two. Yeah. Mm. Iconic American folk singer Woody Guthrie died in what year? Fritz said. 68. Pinkman. 94. Off by one. 19. 67. Oh, boy. Oh, Woody. <laughs> Guthrie's son, Arlo, released the album called Alice's Restaurant in what year? Fritz said. 74. Pinkman. 86. I released the same year his father died, 1967. Oh. Uh, Alice Waters, the celebrated American chef, really created the new American cuisine, or so they say. Mm. How old is Waters? Fritz said. 82. Pinkman. 52. 73. 11. That's Fritz. Wait, I don't think I said he was 52. You totally did. What'd you say? I definitely did not. No, how old is Waters the chef? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, that you said 52. Fair, fair, fair. And I think that that goes to uh, Fritz. Fritz, yeah, yeah, totally. All right, how old is American film director and screenwriter John Waters? You know, the guy with the pencil pen mustache. It's it's really drawn on. It's not a... Real mustache. What? It's it's perfect. Whatever it is, his look. Yeah, is every perfect. morning he draws that on. Uh Fritz said that he is sixty-one years old. Pinkman seventy-eight. He's forty. Uh, excuse me, seventy-one. Excuse me, that's, seventy-one. That's Pinkman, but it's, yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. down to this last one. Get it within twenty. You went outright. Oh boy, Brian. Here we go. If John Waters was a crow in his hometown of Baltimore, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? 
Fritz said. 49 miles. Pinkman. 432 miles. John Waters, the screenwriter and director, would have to fly a total of 75 miles. Fritz is the and, winner. And he Do wins it. the game. Brian, I'm sorry. You picked the wrong person. Uh-oh. Get ready. Sorry. Bad luck for 24 hours. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, wow. hand grenades, and wow. closest to the pin. Pin, pin, pin. How do you feel about that, Fritz? Uh, I am over the moon and also Pinkman suck it. Oh, gosh. You're mean. It's a little harsh, isn't it? His yeah. resolution was to be nicer this year, and he's failing. So far, no, that's only, a lie. Only the eighth of the Every month. morning he paints on or draws that mustache on his upper lip. Huh. I wonder why. Maybe he just can't grow a mustache. He thinks yeah, it looks know. debonair. I've been thinking about growing one of those. Though. Uh, pencil thin? Yeah, pencil thin. That'd be cool. Who's the guy who it's played cool the Joker? It's cool if you're wearing a tuxedo. The you look oh, like yeah. a Xavier Cougat. Who's the guy who played the Joker in the Batman TV series? Caesar Romero. Yeah, he, he always had one, right? Was yes. It, was it pencil thin? Yeah. He wouldn't shave it either, so they had to put the makeup on over his mustache. Oh. Austin Black, he had one. Who could forget? Mm-hmm. <sighs> played by uh, Brian Dunleavy. I believe in the TV show, Uh-oh. Boston Blackie. It sounds like Brian Dunlevy, of course, the great actor who played the, uh, the Sergeant Markov in Beau Geste with Ray Milan. Wait. You can look that up on IMDb. Mm. If I'm right on that one, I want nine and a half points. I get it. Nine and a half points. This is concerning Boston Blackie? No, it's concerning Brian Dunlevy, who played Beau Boston Geste. Blackie. I'm talking about the movie Beau Geste with mm-hmm. Gary Cooper. Ray Milland, and Brian Donlevy. It's a great movie. I almost joined the French Foreign Legion when I saw that movie, except I was only eight years old. Oh. Um, this says that Kent Taylor played Boston Blackie. Really? Mm-hmm. In the TV series. Yeah, in the I'm 50s. off on that one, then. Damn uh, you, Brian. They kind of look alike, though. <laughs> Maybe he played uh, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. <laughs> Marsh! Aren't you a husky? Marsh! <laughs> Oh, Kent anyway. Taylor did have a nice mustache, though. Who did? Kent Taylor, super thin. Yeah, you got a you know you got a pencil thin mustache. You, you, you need to really dress up all the time. I think you have to be a dandy. I mean, that to me is a very fancy mustache looking you know thing. And so you must be in a sport coat and and, and looking very like. I think you need to be in in tails. Foppish. Yeah. You know, you have to have a, a look. You do to go with that. I agree. You can't just be in blue jeans and a sweatshirt. I agree. Brian Dunlevy was in Bo Jest. What did he play? What character? Let's find Sergeant Zarkov. Sergeant Markov. Oh, oh, oh. That is incredible. What year? Nineteen. Oh. Here we go. Hold your breath, folks. Thirty-eight. Oh, you're so close. Thirty-nine. Mm. Ah, off by one. Points. Let me take a little break. We have no audio file today. Jack is downtown for the um, celebration, the UCF celebration. He's got some work to do downtown, so he couldn't make it today. So no Jack's audio file. Big day today, of course, because in downtown Orlando, they'll have a parade and a block party. And then uh, one of the sports columnists for the uh, local paper will be handing over, I guess, the national championship trophy. Uh, we're, we're, uh, some right. self-created thing. I don't even know where it what comes What did he make it himself? After Maybe he did paper it. Mache Maybe or... he has one of those um, 3D printers or well, something. Well, they got a trophy shop right across from the Orlando Sentinel. Maybe he just hoofed it across the street yeah. and got something. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1.
listening to The Phillips File. Phillips file for this uh, Monday. The UCF uh, block party downtown Orlando really gets off at uh, six, six o'clock. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, the big awards ceremony. Mm. Sorry. Uh, is Buddy down <laughs> there too? Yeah, everybody's Mayor, down there. It's Mayor a big Dyer. thing. It's a yes. big local podunk thing. What? Well, well it's, is I mean, it big or podunk? That's kind of opposite. Well, it's a big podunk thing. I mean, for, <laughs> a, podunk, for a podunk town, it's a big thing. Oh, it's I very popular mean. for podunk towns to do this as well. Oh, I see. Exactly. Wow. And I, I understand this completely. And, uh, you know, Pat Clark was a, exactly right on target last week. And he said, who cares? You know, if you want to declare yourself national champions, fine and dandy. Um, and he, most people, by and large, outside of central Florida, are not are not doing that. Certainly not after tonight. It just doesn't. I think a case certainly could be made. The argument that they got screwed and this and the bowl selection type system that we have is way off. And I get that and I understand it. And Danny White, who's the athletic director at UCF, he's been doing a great job of campaigning for, hey, let's start paying attention a little bit more about what's going on here. But after a while, it becomes the self-congratulatory thing. Seriously. Yeah, it's like breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back already. So, anyway, but anyway, the black party gets underway at and six. Jerry Van Dyke, who played the yeah. uh, coach, um, something what was it? Van, Van Dam. Yeah, that's right. On uh, assistant coach, yeah. Luther Van Dam on the TV show Coach, which right. was funny. Fairly funny. Uh, oh, done. totally, yes. Uh, he passed away. John Young, the astronaut. The first pilot of the space shuttle mm-hmm. passed away. Grew up in, uh, born in California. Grew up in Orlando. In College Park. Yeah, they have a sign outside of his house still. And he uh, he passed away. Golden Globes. And that Oprah speech. Whew. Here's Kevin. Needs some uh, advice. At least it says on the screen. Ooh. What's going on, Kevin? Hey guys, how you doing? Fine, good. Um, <laughs> last Saturday, uh, I came home around from three three thirty at night and. Uh, there was a big old dually diesel pickup truck that I do not recognize parked in my driveway, blocking my whole garage. Wow. And and uh, we live right next to the high school, so the, they come through with tow trucks all the time. There's no street parking allowed in our neighborhood. So right. if you park in the street, they're going to tow your car. Gotcha. They don't leave mm-hmm. you a warning. They just take it. So I, I my parents live down the street, so I dropped my wife and kids off, and then I went I went down the street and parked in my parents' driveway and walked back home and called the police and had them tow the truck. Right. About two and a half hours later, somebody's banging on my door, ringing my doorbell like in const- constantly, and <laughs> I went downstairs with my shotgun, and it's the guy yelling at me, where's my truck? I was like, call the police. I had it towed. He goes, why'd you have my car towed? I was like, I don't know who you are. You're parked in my driveway. I couldn't yeah. get my garage. Right. He goes, well, you're going to have to pay for the towing. I said, uh, no, nope. no. the police. <laughs> so uh, the police come. I get him a trespass who works. I don't want him on my property. He's yeah. like threatening me in front of the cops. I'm like... Um, can you write all this down because Monday I'm going to go down and get a protection order because I, I I don't I don't trust this guy with my kids. Yeah, I understand. Turns out the guy now that two days later the neighbor from around the block who I really don't even know I only only know him from going to homeowner association meetings and stuff right. is like asking me to drop 
you know, the, you know, protection order because now he can't come visit. I'm like, look, the guy is pounding on my door, freaking scaring my kids, screaming at me, parked in my driveway. He goes, well, I, I told him to go around the thing, whoever didn't have lights on, park in the garage, dr- driveway. I was like, so you no. you told him to go. That's, that's your what you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, t- go talk to the guy. Go talk to the neighbor and say, tell the guy with the truck if he wants to come by and apologize. And uh, and say it. that yeah. uh, he's you know uh, he's going to drop any kind of ch- fine, but otherwise no. I mean the guy, I, I don't understand this kind of stuff. I, I really <laughs> don't. I mean you know it's like dude, you parked in my driveway. What do you expect me to do? Right, I and, mean, and yeah. now he comes like a crazy man banging on your door in the in the night. Of course, five in the morning, scaring the crap sorry. out of you and your family. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, I don't blame you at all. And I would I would not I would not encourage him to come back yet another time. You know, to apologize. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what. you got a loose cannon there. I'd be done with that. Well, kind of, I'd, I'd be afraid of that. But he burned his own bridge there. I said, well, he goes, he can't come visit me now because he's in the yard. Yeah. So, you ought to say, look, that's, not, that's, not, that's not my problem. No. I'm sorry. That's just not my problem. Here, why don't you right, go visit so him? Yeah. No, you know, not no. a line at all. Uh-uh. I mean, the next guy, the guy, you know, he, when he, uh, you know, when he brings this up, just, you know, hey, so he can't visit. He can't sorry. visit you. You go visit him. Okay. Right. That's Thanks, all. Man. You did okay. No problem. That's right. Jeez. And a Yep. Hey, what'd you have my truck uh, towed for? How about it was blocking my driveway? How about I didn't set it on fire? Well, I can't park <laughs> in your driveway? <laughs> nope. Why it's a not? free country. I can park anywhere. I park in parking lots all yeah, the time. Yeah, I park where I want to park. Oh, Snowflake. America. <laughs> what was the expression? What did, what did the Trumpster say over the weekend? He called himself a very... What genius? A very very stable genius. Very, very stable, stable genius, genius and like uh, really smart. I'm like really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Comma like comma really smart. At least to use commas properly. Oh, you're like a valley girl. I'm like what? really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Gag me with a spoon, North Korea. All right, let's talk about this slim. Oh no, let me talk about instant oh. pot. Oh, instant oh, yeah. pot. Time. Which? Instant pot. Instant pot. Yeah. Deal. But mm-hmm. like, I was one of the first believers. Yeah. In the green, the big green egg. It's true. And I think those people mm-hmm. who have purchased the BGE, whether I recommended it or somebody else did, it really caught on after. It wasn't a big deal. The New deal. York Times actually said it was one of the best Christmas gifts of the season. Yeah, that's the that's the Instant Pot. The I'm instant talking pot. about the Big Green Egg. Oh, oh, oh. I, I was using the Big Green Egg for years before it really caught before on. Before it was cool. It's a big yeah. deal now, it's the Big, big Green yeah, Egg. Yeah, it's true. This Instant Pot. Mm. That I got before the New York Times listed it Correct. as one of the best Christmas or holiday gift ideas of the season. Of all time, yep. Now, you've heard me talk about the Instant Pot and Indian food. I mean, it makes a killer butter chicken. Oh, the butter chicken. Mm, restaurant Chicken quality. vindaloo. I mean, yeah, for Indian food, uh, I had a bad batch of black beans. All right, black bean soup. Uh-huh. I must have done something wrong. Uh-huh. Be that as it may, it didn't work out. But the Indian food, time after time after time top after notch. time, yeah. top-notch uh-huh. restaurant quality. Mm-hmm. So I made something non-Indian over the weekend in the uh, Instant Pot. Were you holding your breath thinking, uh-oh? Of course. Of course. I'm thinking, yeah. how's this going to turn out? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm nervous for you now. Well, we're going to have to wait a few minutes. What? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio oh, 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A pack of wild turkeys has been interfering with mail carriers in an Ohio town, and now they are in fear of their life. 30 houses have still not received their packages. One mailman said, quote, please, for the love of God, stop putting out bird feet or our blood is on your hands. 
Unquote. Speaking of animals, a New Jersey man has decided to adopt a dog and embark on a special project of walking across every continent. He and this pooch will be trekking 6,000 miles. Big Daddy doesn't walk for anything. Get it? Speaking of multiple countries a camera that belonged to a 10-year-old from England that dropped in the ocean has finally been brought back to the tyke. After two months it finally washed ashore in Germany. Cheers to waterproof casing. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Social media experience. No, that's not, that's not what happened. That is anti-social. What? Why would I not tag you in a photo on purpose? Facebook.com slash Real Radio 1041. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting Seacoast. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Can't go wrong with the Ramones, which uh, reminds me, what's Anthony Bourdain's problem now? Oh boy! Oh, he loves the Ramones. I know that. No, he is a, he is a, a huge fan because right? they're all from New Jersey. No, he's got some. I was reading earlier. He had some tweet about the Oscars, the upcoming Oscars, and I can't figure out what, what his problem is. Mm. What a love-hate relationship with this guy. Still not over that Apple appearance piece? that he had in Charleston. Where he's sitting eating, certainly for free. He's not paying for anything. Mm. You know, this fancy restaurant in Charleston. This is That's the one where he went to the Waffle House. Oh, and yeah. then he's sitting mm. munching down on appetizers that normally would cost the rest of us an entree. And uh, and uh, dissing chilies. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm thinking, oh, maybe if, maybe chilies is not one of my favorites. But there are plenty of people out there, man. They look forward to going to chilies. Right. Maybe, you know, once a month or whatever. That's, the, you know, to them, uh, that... That's what they can do for a, for to have a you know a something out. that Absolutely. they normally don't have at home. Right, no question. And he's uh, you know he's he's gagging by mentioning chilies and said like you know what's what's, not, what's the problem? It's not full. You know most people are not going to be able to afford what you're putting in your in your face right now uh-huh. for free. I might add. Mm-hmm. So anyway, where was I going with this? Not oh, sure. let me get back to this instant pot. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> You know the New York Times was absolutely correct. This is one of the best. This is one of the best things to come along in a long time because mm-hmm. essentially you are. It's a pressure cooker. You can do other things with it, but it's a pressure cooker. And a pressure cooker uses uh, hot compressed air mm-hmm. and heat to cook your food and faster. Mm-hmm. So I made. Uh, so I've made Indian food. You've heard me talking about this. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic if you love Indian food. This is the way to go. Yeah. I made some black bean soup, and it didn't turn out too well. I must have done something wrong. So over the weekend, I made to see, you know, so I made uh, some Cuban garlic pork. Mm. It was restaurant quality. Oh, Sounds good. good. I'm telling you, nice. it's restaurant quality. It's just. What, how'd you make it? I made it with the Instant Pot. No, no, no. Well, I mean, like, what made it so good? 
It's just garlic, and it's because it's you pressure cook it. Yeah. I mean, the meat just falls apart, and it just it's just mm. it's you know it's got grapefruit juice, and it's got lime juice, and it's got cloves of garlic, mm-hmm. and it's got like a four pound piece of uh, pork shoulder or pork butt, whatever the hell it was. I can't remember. Right. You know, a few other things. Uh-huh. You marinate it for about an hour. You throw it in this instant pot, and an hour and a half later, boom, you got a Damn. meal. Where normally you'd have to cook it, slow cook it. For, you got to get one of these things. I'm telling you right now. It's a must get. It's not a crock It's a must get. It's better than a crock pot? Yes. Oh, sounds because good. you can use this as a crock pot as well. Oh, I see. So it's one thing I'm telling that does everything. You. I'm just telling you. All right. Now let me get back to this slim fit controversy. <laughs> yeah. Because finally, and Mo brought it to our attention because I guess her husband has been searching for some clothes and a lot of the stuff is slim fit. And uh, I think everything they make now at some of these big men's warehouse places or, you know, Joseph A. Bank, whatever. A lot of these shirts, a lot of, it. A lot of the a stuff lot of it. nowadays, I don't know when this happened because I don't buy men's clothing. But within the last couple of years, everything on the shelf now is slim fit, slim cut, narrow cut, tapered cut, this and that. And everything is for somebody that's built yeah. like they're a swimmer uh, in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got to look like exactly. And uh, and most men, even in their 20s. Are not built like that. Now Pinkman's tall and thin. He could wear slim fit. He's not thin. I'm svelte. What do you? He is pretty svelte. I think he could wear slim cut. Oh, stand up, son. <laughs> he's my stomach is flatter no, than his I stomach. No, I don't look at that. No, no, he's look. Oh, he's, stop sucking, sucking it in, in Pinky. Just let, let it, it out. Let Just it let it out. out. Just, That's it. I work out. He does work out. What? He says he works out. Working out doing what? He tells me he works out. I don't know what he's how he doing. Be that as it may. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> Even your body's not uh, built for slim fit. Slim cut. It's, slim you got fit. slim fit, yeah. slim cut, and then you Tailored. got these low-rising pants that men are wearing. Oh, down by their hips. Exactly. Yeah, and I... you see the belt buckle, and you see their shirt is all knitched. It's coming out of their waistband and the tie and the whatever. It's if you're if you're six two and you weigh one seventy five, <laughs> right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you got a beard and nice hair that's shaved on the sides, and you look like something out of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna get away with this. Slim fit. Yeah. You know, if you got a body like uh, like David Beckham, you're gonna get away with something like this. All right. Oh, but for the most body. part, we're not. Yeah. Most men are not built for slim fit. And you're absolutely. I don't know where this came along. It's recently it's too. It's the quote hipster it's all, look. Yeah. A look. Well, I know. It's the hipster look, and most guys who would like to think of themselves as hipsters look like crap in these clothes because they're too tight. They're it's just too, too tight, tight across now, the I'm chest. I'm not suggesting we go back to double pleated pants and dockers and all that kind of stuff, but I am suggesting, good God Almighty! But there needs to be a little a skosh more room, if you will. So I'm out there yesterday. But this is this is weird that you bought these pa- these things and and it didn't fit at all. So I'm at uh, I'm at uh, Dick Sporting Goods, right? Uh-huh. I need to. Find, my neighbor's got a, 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 a cotton mouth, water moccasin. And I said, well, I'll try to take care of it if I can. Just, you know, shoot it, pellet gun. Shoot it. The best thing to do is shoot it with a shotgun, but yep. I would get arrested in. For discharging your firearm in the city <laughs> of course, limits. That's against the law. So yeah. I said, I can't do that. <laughs> no. Nope. But I'll get a pellet gun and see what I can do. But I don't have any pellets. Sure. So yep. I go to Dick's Sporting Goods to, to buy the pellets, right? Okay. Yeah. 22 caliber, by the way. Mm hmm. Not 177, but 22. Uh huh. So it's I'm, impressive. So on my way, yeah. On it my is way kind back, of, I don't know. I could go 177, but I'd rather go 22. 
So on my way back to uh, where the those supplies are, I pass a rack of uh, sweatpants. Now, not the old. I'm used the to the old ones. sweatpants, remember, from, you know, they're real baggy, and they were baggy down to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. They had the elastic of down at the bottom. These are kind of newer sweatpants, but the same material. I said, you know, you, do, gray flannel, you do the four-finger thumb it. things. Oh, yeah. This looks full. This feels oh, good. This is feels soft. nice and warm. I flannel, like something nice, nice. and warm. Yeah. yeah, kind of flannel-like. Uh-huh. Now, uh, I don't know whether it was cotton wool or some kind of uh, synthetic. Blend, something, Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I said, this looks like it'd be nice and warm instead right. of running around the house in my skivvies. You know, I have to change to take the garbage down for pickup. You know, mm-hmm. if I had these on, everything's good to go. Yeah, sure. So I'd pick up a lar- pair of large. Are I'm they, large Are now. they gray? No, they're black. Oh, they're striped down the side. Oh, those kind of sweatpants. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like I mean, um, like a like a jogging pants or something. Yeah, kind of like that. The old timey jog suit. Yeah, but it doesn't suit. look like it's not a turquoise blue like uh, some wise guy oh, wears. You know, right? Yeah. I know, black. Oh, I'm with, with a racing mm-hmm. stripe down the side. Oh, rim shot! It's got oh, a white yeah. stripe down the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, know, I pick I up a those. pair, then I go uh, go buy the uh, the pellets. You know, for the and, and so you get I what you need. Okay. So I get home. And I didn't think about it for a while. I said, let's get a little cool outside. Oh, oh yeah. So I said, hey, I'm going to try on these uh, sweatpants. Right? I'm going to try my new pants. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't slim cut. Well, no. But what the hell is going on with the with the waist anymore? Low. You guys need, look, your waistband, I'm not saying like in the old Under days your where your waistband right. ought to be like Ray Milan wearing a suit where the waistband went all the way up, almost up to the boobs. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. That was just the style. Mm-hmm. You look at, uh, you look at uh, what's the Fred Astaire? You look at his pants. His pants way, way up. up. It's just the That's style. High right? rise. High yeah. rise. Mm-hmm. I think a medium rise where, it should, where the waistband ought to be just a little and bit your below belly. your belly button. Sure. So I put these pants on, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to lift them up to just about where my belly button is, a little bit below. I can't get them half. I can't get them above your hip. my pubic line. Oh boy! Before the <laughs> before the 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 seam the crotch starts it's, yeah, starts. It's like LBJ riding you like a wire fence. Yeah. If you I mean will. it's splitting yeah. it's splitting that atom, if oh, you know what hey, I mean. Oh boy! Splitting those <laughs> atoms. I understand what you're saying. I, so you're riding a wire I can get fence. Them up about this high. Oh boy. And there was no more pants. I mean, there was no more pull-up. Once you got them up there past your crotch, like, that's it. Oh, I could pull them up but if I pain. really. But, yeah, be... but I'm not walking around with that kind of. It would what? Number one, it would be painful. It yeah, would I be, think that would hurt your would business un- there. It would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. And number three, it would look unsightly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, do, do you think younger men could wear them like that? I hope not. Mm. You know, below below their below hip their bones. Hip, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope not. That's an odd look. Yeah. Sexy. It's not so much, mm-hmm. no. Ladies no, not, love it. Not really sweatpants. No, that's what I mean. It's not no, sweatpants. No, they make fitted sexy sweatpants now. Uh, sexy no. and sweatpants don't really go together. I you don't know that. what sweatpants sexy is. Sweatpants is like Tuesday in Atlantic City. Look, I'm not, I, don't have the body, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the body that I had when I was 20 or 22 years old or 18 for that matter. I know that. I've gained a lot of weight, but I'm not. You're not rotund. I'm not Santa Claus. No, you know what I'm saying. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, but I'm not John Goodman. No, you know I've got. I could, probably, no. I could lose. A, you know, I got some some I some roles say you're there. John Goodman. You're not John hey, Candy. John you're not. Goodman I'd be able weight. to buy a pair of pants and you know put them. Sweatpants. Maybe t- you need take to take the string, uh, draw string, and be able to <laughs> take the garbage down without my nuts being split too. <laughs> now that does sound painful, and I don't even know how that works. But yeah. I think that maybe you need to go to the big... De- I, I got to go back to, you know, and say, who's wearing these pants? Show me somebody who's wearing these pants. You should go to the big and tall section. 
Get one X or something. I, I can't go to big and tall. I'm not a big and tall person. I'm a well. Apparently, you can't wear large. So no, go I'm, to XL. I'm shorter in stature than I was a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, that's right. You're well, shrinking. Now. How about this? Can you go into the big and tall section and ask to just shop in the kids department? In the petites or something? Do they have any of that in men's? You know, if I put those pants on, yeah, and and put them where they know where according to how they're they're made they're, to yeah. where they should be, and cut them off at the upper thigh to have a pair of uh, speedos. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you prance around the house for a minute and show your wife? She was there when I'm putting them on. It's like there's no more pants to pull up. It stops. I said this was ridiculous. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you tried to pull it up, but it, it, it doesn't go any farther than just your hip bone. It doesn't go any farther. To no. go any farther, you would you would be in pain. You'd injure yourself. You'd squeeze your business. That's all like, I'm saying. Does it look like you're like wearing yoga pants? Is like skin tight. <laughs> No, they're not skin tight. No. They're not. No, they're not skin tight. That's the thing. They're they're, you know, they're still sweat. Leg wise, they were fine. It's just the rise. I I just don't there's understand no it. The crotchal, rise is about. There's no crotchal from, room from the seam of the crotch to the waistband. It's about that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's barely, about, it barely it's covers about three inches. So it barely covers your business. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it barely anyway. comes up over your business. Yeah, oh so. my god! All right, who won the, some of the Golden Globes last night? Oh, I have that. Do you have the, the right. list mm-hmm. so we can all announce what we've never seen? Oh, God. Deal. <laughs> Which is most of it, right? I mean, seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. Little Big Lies or Big Little Lies or whatever it was. I saw that. Isn't that what Kramer told you to watch? Yeah, and I did, and I liked it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, nice some of it's hard to take. What do you mean? Uh, well, it revolves around domestic violence. Oh. Spoiler alert. Oh. Well, you'll find that out quickly. Uh, three billboards. That was the big. That was the big th- yeah, deal. Yeah. Best drama. Three billboards outside someplace, Mebbing, Missouri, or something. Well, what's her name from Fargo? Uh huh. Frances McDormand. Yeah. Uh, that beat out The Shape of Water, The Post, Dunkirk, and Call Me by Your Name. Uh, they also gave it to her. They gave it to Best Actor. I've seen Dunkirk in a supporting role. They said it wasn't so good. It was a, uh, you know, Tom Hardy was good. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's they always good. Said it wasn't. Well, so good. he wasn't that good. He was just okay. I mean, the scenes that uh, he entered. Yeah. Good. Uh, Coco won for best animated film. The boys loved it. Wanzi and Doug loved oh, that. Yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to see that. That's Pixar. the one with the, oh, with the gorilla with the sign language. I don't know no, what that means. No, that's the no. one about <laughs> in Mexico. The oh, Day of the Dead. It's right. And the best film for comedy musical or you know the lighter hearted movie was that Lady Bird movie that is playing nowhere. A lot of people love that. Yeah. it was playing at Enzian for for five lady minutes, and now it's now it was there for several weeks. Well, now it's not. And uh, all the women were wearing black. I saw the coming attractions for that, and I said, I don't want to see that movie. No, it's, a, it's, it's terrific. a chick flick, if you will. You know, inter- interaction between women and their daughters or daughters well, and their mothers. Like that. You would. You would probably like it. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, the big theme of the night was about Time's Up or uh, Me that. Too Tell or me Oprah won. or what. Oh. Well, all righty then. Yeah, everybody knows about that. They do? To the point where we don't even know who mm-hmm. won. That's right. Nicole Kidman won. Uh, Nicole Kidman. She's the first, a nice speech. That was the first award of the night for Little Big Little Lies, or yeah. that was first up. Yeah, you'd like it, I think. And they won four things: yeah. best limited series, best supporting actress, uh, all that kind of jazz. Right. Uh, let's see. Other winners continued the theme. The 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 Amazon video that I have started watching. She won the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, what's that about? Oh my God! It's about a '50s housewife whose husband leaves her, and how she has to adapt. To it, she actually takes on this comedy thing that he that was his dream, but she goes in and and stand up. 
Mm-hmm. Takes really? on stand up comedy. On? It's on Amazon Video, Prime Video. Amazon. I don't know what to, I don't know. Everybody, I, start watching American Vandal. Thank you. Nope. Homework assignment. You missed your homework assignments. I did. Ooh. I did. Fritz, have you seen that? I have oh. not. The uh, Elizabeth Moss, who was in uh, uh, Mad Men. I can always watch it. Oh, yeah. Right? Elizabeth Moss yeah. in, from Mad Men won an award for her performance in a Hulu program called The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, that was yes. supposed to be good. So that, that was amazing. supposedly You read good. the novel? Yep, Margaret Atwood points. Oh, very nice. Nerd. They added awards for Best TV Series Drama. She won, uh, you know, what's her name? Elizabeth Moss right. won for that. Uh, we mentioned that Lady Bird won for Best Picture Comedy and Best Actress for the woman who uh, wrote that thing. Uh, yeah, what's a, yeah? she was uh, featured on um, CBS Sunday Morning. She's What's her name? Sayorse Ronan? Sayors? Sayors? No, I'm talking about the, the person who... Oh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The actress right. who directed it and yes, wrote it. Yes, correct. Guillermo... That's who was wearing the mom jeans. Oh. That's why I say they're making a comeback. <laughs> right. Now you gotta look it up. Guillermo del Toro. Mom jeans? Uh, the no, high-risked Greta... jeans. They're high. Greta Gerwig? <laughs> yeah. Guillermo del Toro won for The, the Shape of Water. For the score and, and stuff like that. The Shape of Water? The Shape of Water won some stuff. That was at Enzian for a while, too. And for too. his directing, too. And he was crying. And then they played the music to, to for him to go away. You know, they, to, Exit that's, stage that's left. the signal. You know, when you hear the band crank up, the yeah. orchestra plays. You have Time's to, up. He said, he was crying. And he said, um, it took me, you know, 25 years to get here. Give me another minute. You know, and, and everyone did. Uh, it oh, says, dear, left empty. Like <laughs> the life of doing nothing or something. Uh, is he, is he a talent? Yes, it's the, he, it's the essence oh, of the sweetness of, of, of doing sitting nothing. Sitting around. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, empty-handed. Jordan Peele's Get Sad. Out, empty-handed. Sad. Steven Spielberg's The Post, empty-handed. Sad. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what it says here. And uh, this has long been, you know, this was really... Harvey Weinstein's, you know, this was his stomping grounds for years. See ya. And, Bye. Yeah. And so they, of course, mm. you know, they ripped him a new one up and down. Seth, Seth Meyers got him pretty good. So what good. Seth do? He, I believe one of his opening lines was, Harvey Weinstein isn't here. In fact, probably the next time we see him will be, uh, he will be 20 years from now and he will be the first one booed in the in memoriam section. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, boy. Correct. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, wow, okay. And then everyone goes, ugh. Oh. He's like, yeah, exactly like that. And then they left. <laughs> Best actor in a comedy or musical went to James Franco for his performance in, in The Room. <laughs> what's the one What's the one that everybody, the Franco movie that everybody's talking That's about? It. Disaster That's Artist. That it? Disaster, Disaster, Disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. Oh, hi, Mark. Have uh, you seen it? Is oh, it playing? Don't. It, I believe it's still playing. It's supposed to be very, very good. It's got a, already a cult following. I've seen the original film that yeah, it's based on. But I'm of. just wondering whether it's a cult following. You know, it's one of those things. I think it probably where is. you don't want to say, "Hey, I didn't like it," because then you're oh, you're uncool. You're yeah. not cool. You're not mm-hmm. hip. Right. The entire story around the actual artist is just fascinating. I like James Frank. Well, even Wanzi, I believe he saw it and he loved it too. And he's pretty honest about films. Also, Gary Oldman won yeah. for his Churchill. Winston Churchill portrayal in the nice. movie Darkest Hour. It's just like Churchill. He does. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, it's not. And Alice and Janney. Better than John Lithgow. Yep. Alice and Janney was in a movie called I, Tanya. 
and she was Tanya Harding. And she somebody mentioned Tanya Harding's in the audience, and they showed her. And she also got applause, which is weird because she beat Nancy Kerrigan about the knees or had hired someone to beat yeah, her. Yeah, she just hired a thug. So, it's so, because of the story of Tanya Harding, and she had no respect as an up-and-coming skater. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's one of those, you know... It's a, it's a class society. You either belong to this class, and Ta- and Tanya Harding was never part of that class. Mm-hmm. And so with, I guess they were accepting her last night, but the fact is, is that she hired someone to beat her competitor about the did, knees. Exactly, but I mean, if you know the story of Tanya Harding, which this movie is patterned after. Yes. You might have a different opinion. Allison, it's the Phillips yeah. File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Your next chance to win one thousand dollars is just minutes away on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Michael is here, so is Douglas. Hello, guys. Happy New Year. Haven't seen you in a while. It's good to be here. It's good to see been, you again for the we 2018. Seen you. Yeah, yeah. You've been around months for a while. Months, You've been like weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. You were, we had Scott Maxwell uh, a week before right. uh, we were off, so we haven't seen you in like a month. And, Lynn, and Lynn one week, yeah. I mean, Myra oh, yeah. one week, yeah. yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Time flies while you're having fun. Sorry, it's been eight to twenty yeah, years. Yeah, sorry, sorry, my guy. Okay. Exactly. No, Sooner or later, the radio uh, thing will kick in with right. Douglas. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I saw three movies. Shut Did up. you really? Oh, oh my uh, god! What's That's his awesome. face is here. Yeah, Fritz, Fritz is here. Fritz. Fritz. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Fritz. And Michael, so you saw some movies, right? I, I saw hope. three during what? the break. All right, let's list the movies. Did you all see the same movie? I don't know if I can well, let's remember see. that one right of them is, One of them I know is the same. All right, what did you see? I purposely went to go see uh, All the Money in the World because oh, I yes. knew Michael had seen her. All I, the Money yes. in the World. I saw that. Okay, what else? Uh, I also saw Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Call Me By Your Name. Okay. I saw Ferdinand. Oh, Ferdinand. Ooh. What the hell is that? And I saw The Darkest Hour. Oh, another good one. Darkest Hour. Wow. And I was I trying to see as much as I could before the Golden Darkest Globes. Hour. And I saw The Greatest Showman. Oh, with All right, Hugh Jackman. Jackman right. Darkest Hour and Greatest Showman. Greatest All right, Showman. well, who would like we to start? Not, we did not cast aside our viewing responsibilities simply because we were not on the air. <laughs> well, I appreciate oh, that. And busy. We were busy, but we made time. We made time. Yeah, that's, that's dedication. That's that's being professional. I appreciate that. Yes. Oh, may I just say more? To, um, the um, um, Lady Bird? Yes. Is on the you know winter. Where can I see it? The Winter Park uh, uh, Village. Oh, oh, okay. Has a dedicated screen, you know, for um, the independent and lesser. Small and moves. When and it, that's when, it's, when it stopped at the Enzion, it moved there. It's yeah. at Artagon so as well. If you're there. down in that yeah. area. Oh, well, that's a that's yeah. a schlep. But we opened that it, theater. Do you remember? Right here in Winter Garden. I can't wait to go there. Right, let's start with one of these <laughs> movies. Uh, what do you want to go with first? The uh, the uh, the one we both saw. money in the world yeah all the money all in the, money money in the, in the world. world all right let's talk about all the money in the world who's in this movie J Paul um, well in one scene Kevin Spacey was Kevin supposed Spacey to be in this did. movie they cut him out no he's right. in it he's in it in it they had one scene they could not recreate for I some reason or another out. did you and he's in oh. it they said and I watched and watched I couldn't find it but I think that what they did is they put what's this. Christopher Plummer head on. Oh no, they body. did not. Yes. There is one. There was one scene where he comes, and I'm like, 
Oh my god! I bet that's it. That's it. They have just superimposed his face over. Yeah, okay. Oh my god! Well, whatever. Let's talk about the movie. Same. Kevin Spacey's out. He's in brilliant, no man's land now. Brilliant. This movie. is about uh, J. Paul Getty and the yes. uh, and his son, his grandson's kidnapping in Rome. And, the, right, I remember in the early seventies. And he's he refusal well, you know. to pay the ransom. The ransom and because he's uh, so ear. tight. And what is he saying? If I pay ransom, then they'll kidnap everybody enough to pay ransom. Yeah. Is he just a is he just a bastard? Fourteen grandchildren. Both. Yeah. Grandchildren. If I pay for this one, they're gonna get all the. You know. yeah. Or they would have to walk mm-hmm. around Point. with armed guards mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole rest of their lives. Yeah, but I mean, nevertheless, he was still hateful. Nasty, and the, yeah, nasty yeah. man. Oh my yeah. God, the things they show about him. Oof. And then, and the sad thing is, all these things with his name on it after the fact are credited to him, but are not. He died. Yeah. And and the very person he despised the most became. The heir apparent, and she she established the museums. And His the entire media. company was a charitable trust. Yeah. So is this wow. the story of the kidnapping and how he relates to it? Is it more just about nope. J. Paul Getty? No, it's, speci- it's specifically the kidnapping, well, the kidnapping, but through vis-a-vis the, um, um, who Which played the that? go-between? Um, hmm. J- um, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Marky Mark. What year was that kidnapping? 73. Okay. Oh. In Rome. But it's and he was just walking around the yeah. streets, right? Which, which goes to prove his point. Yeah. You know, he was just walking by the Acropolis or the the Colosseum mm. and Acropolis by the Colosseum, and they just grabbed him in a van. Yeah. But it's mm. it's chilling and disturbing and unfolds uh, quickly and and I didn't uh, remember just, how it ended, so that was nice. The yeah, end, the, yeah. The me, tension at the end. Me, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and if I had known, it would have been less exciting. Yeah. Oh. All right, so all the money in the world. The How many pink triangles for all the money in the world? With Christopher Plummer, right? Four. 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 Wow, okay. four. That's, that's yeah. a must God, she's good in everything she does, too. And, um, and after Michelle. That, Michelle. Oh, my God. Michelle Williams? She, Williams. Williams. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And and after seeing Christopher Plummer do it, you just, like... Could you picture he, Kevin Spacey doing it? I, yeah, I can, because he played, I think Kevin, he's a great Kevin actor. Kevin Spacey but, plays bad. Night, but he well. plays evil well, but... But, but did you see this, Kevin Spacey when he was made up for that role? He doesn't look no, much he looked, like... No, he looked made up. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Christopher but he Plummer, didn't look... You, you knew it was Kevin Spacey, yeah, but it was like, yeah. ooh, what did they do to him? I think, Chris, And I they, heard Plummer was their first choice. They, they couldn't like, get him. Christopher Plummer was the director's first yeah. choice, and they couldn't get him. Really? And they went to... Yes, and so then... Mm. But he didn't have to have makeup and... Prosthetics. Prosthetics and make and him stuff. look old because he, he was old. looks like him anyway. And, um, but he... God, that man's a son of a bitch, but he's a good actor. He... That he, he was I think great. Kevin Spacey yeah. ever make a comeback? I don't. Never. No one will forgive ever. They were already make an attempt. making a big laughing stock of him last night. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They I were making know. a laughing stock of him last night. Who I were they really on the awards? Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't get to see. It oh, Spacey, they did. They took him down a few notches. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, so what is it? What did uh, what's his Winfrey name from? Okay, one at a time, please. What's his name from the Usual Suspect? Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Yes. That his name? Yeah. He said that the usual suspects, the production had to be shut down for two days because of Kevin Spacey's mm. shenanigans. Oh. Well. Yeah. And that's a movie that essentially made Kevin Spacey. And mm. was a long... So that was before he was a big star. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Anyway, so... Just mm. a gutter snipe. <laughs> I, I just, it just sways me because I, I, it's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, exactly. It's I just, remember years yeah. ago so we used to say he was gay and they would just argue with us. And 
Well, I, we've always said he was good. on this That's station. What I mean. yeah, this, yes. yes, you people have. Uh, he's one of the ones who said, "Oh, you wish everyone's gay." Wanzi, da 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 da. And Doug and I are taking on the <laughs> no, man is no. gay. Hold on, and for just you a minute. Hold on, us, hold, you have fought us for fifteen years on Kevin's face. No, well, hold on for just a minute. <laughs> hold on go. for just a minute. The point that oh, I was trying to God. make is that every good-looking actor out there. You would intimate that he was gay. That is not true. No. That is absolutely it is mean uh, no. that I'm saying that he was gay. Okay, you can't do that. You can't. There's, of course, you know he knows you, he can't. You, you, I have said that on this program many times. No, you no, I don't never have. That's right. No, I don't believe yes, that. No, you well, have not. Well, you have never said done. anything well, like that. Well, let's not start now. Yeah, and don't. don't do that again, please. Okay, okay boy. You know, I have another year, and I like to make it through. I've never been sued. I've never been defiled upon by the FCC. I'd like to keep it that way in my 30, 31st year. Yeah, well, I'm not. Okay. I'm going to say, whatever it is I said does not equ- <laughs> equal, I think he's gay. No. Us saying that we think someone it's is hot. handsome yes. or hot is not saying we think they're gay. Every now and again, Douglas and I will tell you that someone Remember you believe is straight Jackman is gay, comments. and you have yeah, completely argued with us every time, Jackman. and every time it turns out that we're right. Hugh Jackman, you know what I'm saying? Hugh Jackman, you did say yeah, Hugh Jackman you said was Jackman. gay. I, I, I said I have thoughts. I mean, I have um, <laughs> I don't know. Not, not I thoughts know. about, no, I have. Uh, I don't believe I, don't I ever said Hugh Jackman was gay. Uh, well, you wish he was gay because he's so uh, handsome. That may be, but that's not what Jim is saying. <laughs> that's not the point. I know she's not. Thank you, God, that wife of his looks trans. <laughs> Who? And I know I'm not supposed to say that, but oh. she's significantly older than he And has had so much injected into that face. Well, is, she, is she a beard? We can't. Apparently See? not. To, what, what, say who, what, what are we talking about? You Jackman. Jackman's wife. Hugh Jackman's oh. wife. Don't wow. think she's, yeah. Anyway, I saw him in The Greatest Showman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, there's a transition for you. There's a transition that I was looking for. See, those of us, we we build up into these things, and we call it a segue. Then we segue into the movie Mm -hmm. with you, Jack. Aren't you proud of me for providing this? You did an excellent job. I tried to make up for what? He loves musicals. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Who does? Hugh Jack. He is super talented, too. He's a song and dance man. He is. Well, how did he do in this thing? Absolutely fabulous. It. The, oh. the problem is the it's just like I would go see it again tomorrow. I enjoyed it that much, and but and and despite how thoroughly and utterly entertaining this film is, yeah. it's yeah. like one big long music video. Oh. And I, I some people have a trouble with it, but I love the contemporary applications being applied to was he supposed to be P. T. Barnum? Yes, is that yes, the eighteen nineties? Yeah, yeah. And but there's there were so many cheesy elements to the film, like like we, there's like no excuse for bad CGI anymore. And these elephants yeah. didn't look like elephants. You know, if you can't afford didn't the money like or the elephants. talent, then don't use CGI. Well, like a mastodon or something. <laughs> then they, they were just not they real like elephants. Cartoon they were elephants. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, they um, didn't. They didn't do that on purpose. I mean, sometimes you know no. they have a little bit of cartoon no, animated no, 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 whatever. And, no. But it was choreographically like Roger Rabbit. Choreographically spectacular, camera work spectacular, yeah. showmanship spectacular, and a lot of it completely unbelievable. What's the name of this movie again? The Greatest Showman. And uh, how, how many, many pink triangles? triangles? Three and a half. Three and a half. Ooh, okay, that's, that's, up a, there. that's a yeah. go ahead and say Look it. You'll enjoy it. Let me take a little break. More uh, Monday movie review with Wanzi and Doug upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. 
chance to text in and win tickets to see the sold-out Alter Ego show in Los Angeles is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... Back to Monday Movie Review with Awanzi and Doug. Uh, five movies to review. We got, uh, what's the first one we went through? Uh, all the money in the world. You're right. Okay. Uh-huh. They then gave we went a, to great... uh, four pink triangles. Four then... triangles, yeah. Yeah. Both. Yep. Yeah. Then we went to Greatest Showman. Michael said three and a half triangles. With Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to movie number three. Call Me By Your Name, Douglas. What Call was that? Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name is a, is a coming of age and coming out story of a young French boy on vaca- on on holiday with his parents in Italy. Yeah, Did okay. you rehearse that? That was very good. No, and an American, uh, uh, he's 17, and a 32-year-old American comes to stay with him and study with his father. Mm-hmm. And um, they fall in love. Oh, and uh, there's people that have read the book, straight women and gay men that say it's the sexiest thing they've ever read in their life. The most sensual Ooh. book. It's, it was a very popular book um, last well, how year. How about the movie? The movie is good. I wanted it to be better. I kept oh. hearing how good it was. They both got nominated for Golden Globes, Army Hammer and the, and the young, um, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's really French or not, boy. And um, it's, it's a, I don't know what was wrong with it. I'm sorry. Mm. You know, if you put you a pair of glasses like on Douglas and a pork pie I'm hat, you know what he looks He looks just like, what's his name out of Breaking Bad? I just Brian saw Cranston. You would. That's what I went for for Halloween a couple years ago. I shaved here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Can you see that? Yeah. When I'm, I'm sorry. I, it just came to mind. I'm sorry. I didn't with my hair need to break your concentration. Yeah. That's all right. No, I don't want to either. But can I just say hi to Brandon and Paul who are listening to us while stuck in traffic? What do you want to do? Mayton. Pet Patrol next? I mean, the <laughs> 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 station's a little bit bigger than hey, that. How about Swap Shop, okay, Mike? You want to exactly. do that? We'll swap machine machine that I need to get like rid of. Exactly. You have an old bowling ball you want to trade for some kittens. I need. See, Brandon, the trouble you caused me by texting me and this. Okay. So anyway, how many pink triangles for this movie? <laughs> Three, Jim. Oh, okay. it's a solid movie, and a lot like of something was wrong. Not a lot of gay movies that come out. So just a foreign language film. No, no, it was nominated for best oh, picture it? too for a Golden Globe last night. It's a it's a wide release movie. Okay, very a good. Semi wide release. Let's move on to mm-hmm. movie number Sexy. four. Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Oh, Ferdinand. All right, Ferdinand. There is a D on the end. Yes. Okay. Isn't there? I don't know. Ferdinand the Bull, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. With a flower? Yes. Right? That's a old it's story a children's from story, yes. school time, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been made into an animated it's uh, a cartoon? feature. It's a oh, cartoon. Is it? mm-hmm. It's not nearly, not nearly as good as Coco was. You love Coco. I did love Coco. And, that one um, last night for animated, oh, right? Oh, did it? Yes, it, it did. totally yeah. did. Yeah. It was closing, yeah. You didn't watch the Golden Globe? I, it was the closing night of the Fringe Winter Mini oh, okay. Fest. All right. Yeah. They, they should have made the party a viewing party for the Golden Globes. They should Globes. have. That's yeah. a smart idea. Um, oh. it, it was it was a really good <laughs> film, except that it, it lost its way about a, a third of the way through and just has a protracted section of nonstop action, like in a bad action movie where there's mm. no real need for, you know, mm. it kind of mm. loses its way. Well, but it's lovely. A- it's well animated, and it's sweet. It just was... 10 to 15 minutes longer than it needed to be for no reason, and that always bugs me. Isn't it like a 15-minute children's book when you read it? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just so a little, were, it's a short story. They were stretching it. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah but they, they, they didn't need to. 
but um, uh, kids will love it. Absolutely. The kids in the audience were eating it up with spoons. Oh, that's good. I'm going to take triangles for this. Nope. Ferdinand. Um, three. All right, if you're a kid. Two and a, two and a half. If you're a kid, three and a half. Two and a half okay. to three and a half. Okay. All right, good. And finally, Jim, we have the Winston Churchill vehicle, Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Exactly. I saw the Darkest uh, Hour right yeah, just, just the other night. It's the story of Winston Churchill. Gary Oldman. Oldham? Uh, Gary Oldman playing yeah, Winston Oldham. Churchill, and it takes, starts just a couple of days before they kick out the old guy and bring in Winston Churchill. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. What's his first name, though? Something Winst- very British. Winston? No. <laughs> Chamberlain. Oh, Neville. Neville. Neville Chamberlain. And uh, it shows about how they're Pinter. once they get him in, they the, the they're trying to get him back out mm-hmm. again because he's a, a warmonger oh. and just wants to have nothing because they're trying to get him to ne- try and negotiate some kind of peace. Yeah, yeah. right. Because so, Hitler is on the doorstep like in president. France and he's coming toward, um, which it fits with the other one, Dunkirk. Uh, yeah, and it goes right up Same until time just boy right. Dunkirk. So it only takes place over seventeen, eighteen days. Yeah, right. And, and he is phenomenal. Is this is a Amazing. lot of movie viewing, uh, um, heavyweight um, value for one five o'clock drive hour. I That's true. You are absolutely yes. correct. Did he win the Golden Globe last night? He won the Golden he Globe, did. and he will win the Oscar, I guarantee you. Oh, he will. Really? Right now. He Ooh. and Francis McDormand both. Gary Oldman, he is, he yeah. is a, a, one of our finest actors at the top of his career. I yeah. know he's in a lot of makeup. A lot. And they can you do, tell? They can do, you tell? If no. you say, I know it's Gary Oldman, not for a second. And they but can wow. zoom in close-ups on him as he's talking. Mm. Wow. I mean, they could have had his, but he's, you can see pores in his face, and it's all moving. Yeah, it's all doing stuff. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Wow, how many triangles? Five. What? Must see. I must four say, because you're four saying Gary Oldman's going to win an Academy four Award. And half, four and a half for the movie, five for his performance. Oh, oh This is like a legendary movie, then? Yes. It's, it's a, that's why I moved why, it down to four and a half. Yeah, but five, what's five, Moira? Uh, that's a classic, classic. you know. It's a classic. Yes. It's a classic. the test of time. Oh, right. Right. I think you would love it, Jim. See? It's, like it's see. very intricate about you know, what happened things, like, and how they were trying to get him out and how he was... Yeah. One of the things I do not like about these award shows is because, you know, you see movies, you see wonderful performances mm-hmm. by actors that get no recognition whatsoever. And the Florida Project that you saw and loved. I didn't see it. I thought you did. Uh, no, no. I told you that my friends Jeff and Ray saw it. Oh, they hated, they hated it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about it like a lot of people yeah. have. But the young but actress who plays the mother, mm-hmm. in, in she should have been nominated for for her performance and nothing nothing whatsoever. Was she supporting or? Yeah, I, yeah, probably supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Well, she's absolutely yeah. terrific. I and mean, where you know when you see a movie and you say this, they just grab somebody off the street and they could because they're so believable. Yeah, uh, you know that deserves some kind of recognition. Mm-hmm. I like Willem Dafoe as much as the next guy, but you know it's Willem uh, Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know it's Willem Dafoe playing Have, a role. Has anyone by any chance seen? John Lithgow's portrayal of Winston Churchill in, yes. the, in the Crown. The Crown. The Crown. Yes. Yeah. That's quite something. He's, he's the only American in it, isn't good. he? Yeah. Yeah. But is I wouldn't good? be surprised for Gary Oldman to just crush Lithgow. Lithgow's is TV. Oh, the performance. Oh, you yeah, mean. right. I thought you meant like in a street fight. It's, yeah. 
And he talks about having that. They both do. They talk about having that. He's, he almost had an echo chamber or in his mouth. They had yeah. to put implants in Lithgow's inside. Yeah. Did you Are see you? that interview? Was it CBS, CBS this Sunday morning, yes. I really want to see that show in New York he does about his dad. and mm-hmm. That looked really good. Yeah, is there anything that he's bad in? I mean, no. He, no. Just one of those guys that can pull it off. Yeah. Are anything else you need to get in there before? I know we need to get you out of here. I know both of you want to get downtown for the <laughs> University of Central Florida block party. Oh, sure. After the self-proclamation of national champions. claiming their national football yeah. champions. Black and gold. You know what I'm talking about, Michael? Go Knights. No, no. Not a clue. No idea. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's playing in the national champion football game tonight? Two teams. One of them will UCF be declared. Knights. No, no, no. no, no, no. no I don't know. What, what, what are we celebrating? Michael, then? do you know what football is? We're yeah, celebrating <laughs> uh, 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 the UCF winning the lower oh, tier. Oh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. I'm not really. Well, they went undefeated. They won the Peach Bowl. And they went undefeated this year, and mm-hmm. they've declared themselves the national champions. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, uh-huh. Alabama and Georgia played tonight. In the playoffs. One of them and- will be. Declared the national champion. And have Alabama and Georgia been beaten this season? They're not. They have. They were beaten by Auburn and UCF beat Auburn. Auburn. Well, how does that that happen that one thinks they're the national champion and and they're not? Well, they've just because they they, were shut out. They say they were they were shut out and they were not uh, they were not given. They were not considered for the playoffs, right? They didn't play the well, level of teams. Some, is there some adjudication involved? It's, right. in this, no, it no, it's it's over with. It'll be over tonight. But there's a big block party downtown. It's where, our local team, and we're really trying the, to. You know, the locals will. But they're not going to be in it. They're, they're getting the Podunk Award for. Oh well, I'm not. <laughs> don't fully understand, but I'm sorry this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> they're happy. They're happy. They are, they're very happy. They're, they're happy a good team. that they're not going to be in the playoff? No. No. They're unhappy. They're ha- they, they, they feel disrespected because they with an undefeated season and beating the team, both teams that are playing for the national championship tonight, they, 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 beat, beat, they beat the team that beat th- both those teams, so therefore they... They believe think that, they should be. You know, if A is better than B and B is better than C, they think they're better than the But, but how does this come about? Right? It's just one of those it's things. It's a messed up system. This is why you need to, every once in a while, read the sports you know, section. No, this is why I don't need to be involved. <laughs> It'll make your head explode. Don't did, bother. Um, did Mr. Frost come back? Got my Orlando City soccer. My man Kaka is leaving. I know, it's upset. You won't even recognize the team this time of the season. Oh, goodness gracious. You won't recognize well, much of it. I they're going to be worse? As looking as the other. No, they're not going to be worse. I think they'll be better. Yeah, they've acquired some pretty good players. Okay. They play right right down the street from Hamburger Mary's, where I do trivia every Wednesday. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. see, we're both well, Wednesday nights. Now that's a segue. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Take hamburger there, uh, Michael, and see if you can turn it into a promo for yourself. A segue, yeah. Sure. Segue. Uh-huh. Hamburger? Uh-huh. And he well, said, I, so saying, say hamburger. Uh huh. Hamburger. He said hamburger Mary's. So I'm saying take hamburger, and now. You say, and speaking, speaking of, of hamburgers, hamburger, it sounds a lot like humbug. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Follow> <laughs> me. Wait, Who is the king of humbug? You. A Scrooge. Scrooge. Hugh Jackman. Oh, uh, what? Scrooge? Oh, what do you have Scrooge. about coming? Promo something quickly. i got to get out of here. Tomorrow night, Michael and I are at a uh, uh, happy hour at the Parliament House together, hosting and uh, bartending and... Um, that's Thursday. I'm bartending at Parliament on the Rocks. House. Come yeah. on in. All right. Come on yeah. in. Yeah, come on the in. It's going to be warm and nice but tomorrow. 
jug starts pouring at four. What you doing? I make a stiff drink, too. And don't Come forget, Oscar Palooza is no, right no. around the corner, so we'll get involved in that as well. i got to oh, go, sure. guys. Yes. Have fun downtown right. at the UCF block party. Right. Thanks for that, Monday that movie. You pay me to go down there. Review. Oh, the Post comes out this week. Yeah. This has been the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug. Let's get a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Snow stopped a North Dakota robber of stealing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise from a Hobby Lobby. He filled up a cart with products, ran out of the store and it tipped over on ice. The dingus left his hacking wallet in the cart and got nabbed. China was forced to shutter multiple dating apps after it was discovered only a few women actually used it. The sexy female profiles were created by robots. Damn robots, taking jobs, and now love away from their human creators. A letter published by the Washington Post is throwing shade at Michigan and other Midwest states for being smug about the recent winter cyclone. If this creates epic hip-hop beef, Big Daddy is all about it. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com And transmission. Looking for a home? Go to WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Why? Because they're not the banks. They also have special loan programs for the self-employed, or maybe you want to finance a mobile home? They can do that as well. Their service is second to none. Go online to WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. I forgot all about this. Time for that regular round. Of closest to the pin. What, uh, round number one for the... No, I was here last week, right, for a while? Yeah, you had two games last week. Your record week. is one and one. One so. and one. All right. Well, let's see how I do. Yeah. Anyway, I'm playing against... Flip that around. They're playing against... Uh, uh, there's Nick. Mark is the backup. Mm-hmm. Nick. So, yeah, Nick, Nick. and Mark. With the CK. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see if I can increase my... I don't know. Whether hmm. I'm going to be able to win the trophy this year, just don't have the the, the mojo. I don't have the zest for this like mm. I did. But <laughs> people still want to yeah, they compete against do. me and see if they can win. There's some good prizes up for grabs. They I think. are. What yeah. do you got there, reference? I have a pair of tickets to the Diamond Resorts Invitational. The really? Diamond Resorts Invitational returns to Orlando January 12th through the 14th at Tranquilo Golf Club at Four Seasons Resort Orlando with PGA Tour legends, LPGA stars, all-star celebrities, and more. Benefiting Florida Hospital for Children, visit drigolf.com for tickets and details. Cool mm. prize. Nice. All right, let's bring Nick up. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Fabuloso. Thank you for asking. Uh, today's category comes to us from Brad. Thanks, Brad. Mm-hmm. It's titled The History of Rock. Facts and figures about some notable rocks around the world. All right. I know what a plot twist. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. I believe in you. Here we go in three, two, one. Plymouth Rock is the traditional site of landing of William Bradford and the Mayflower Pilgrims. In what year did they establish the Plymouth Colony? Uh, fifth, oh, gosh, 1750. The Rock of Gibraltar is a colossal limestone outcrop located in the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar. To the nearest 100 feet, how tall is it? 1,000. 
Ayers Rock, or Uluru, is one of Australia's most recognizable landmarks. It is outback, all right. How many miles is it from the nearest large town and the home of Boomerang Bob, Alice Springs? 350. Devil's Tower National Monument is a familiar rock formation in Wyoming. It was central to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When was that movie released? 1974. Another movie, The Rock, featured Alcatraz, the one-time federal prison. How many years did it operate as a penitentiary? 30. Time. Oh, excellent. Time. Right. I'll put you on hold. I think you did pretty well. I don't know. Here. Off to a rocky start. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But did pretty well. Hmm. Get it, Rocky Start. I do. On account uh-huh. of the rock. I get it, yeah. All right. I have to say that one word. I have to mispronounce it. You do. You have to do the same <sighs> flummox you did before. All the fumferings yeah, has yeah. to be the same. Sometimes, like, I try to read through these beforehand, and then sometimes it's like, Brad, what are you thinking, bro? Uh-huh. But it all worked out. Welcome uh, back. Thank you. This category comes to us from Brad. Thanks, Brad. Okay. It's called the History of Rock. Facts and figures about some notable rocks around the world. Rocks? Rocks. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Rocks, he said. Okay. All right, rocks. you ready? Rocks. Yeah, sure. yeah. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Plymouth Rock is the traditional site of landing of William Bradford and the Mayflower Pilgrims. In what year did they establish the Plymouth Colony? 1620. The Rock of Gibraltar is a colossal limestone outcrop located in the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar. To the nearest hundred feet, how tall is it? Thousand. Ayers Rock, or Uluru, Mm -hmm. is one of Australia's most recognizable natural landmarks. It is out back, all right. How many miles is it from the nearest large town and home of Boomerang Bob, Alice Springs? 25 miles. Devil's Tower National Monument is a familiar rock formation in Wyoming. Uh-huh. It was central to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When was that movie released? 1976. Another movie, The Rock, featured Alcatraz, the one-time federal prison. Uh-huh. How many years did it operate as a penitentiary? 75. Time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, you got, got a got chance. Everybody's handicap. got a chance. Oh, yeah. Got to add your handicap of five seconds. Five second oh, handicap. Oh, boy. Yeah, All Nick right. was speedy. That's the only thing. All right, okay. All right. Just saying. Speedy. All right, let's speedy score Nick. this game. Good luck, Nick. Speedy Nicks. Uh, <laughs> oh, not Stevie Nicks. Speedy Nicks. Speedy Nicks. Oh, Speedy Nicks. Plymouth Rock is the traditional site of the landing of William Bradford and the Mayflower Pilgrims. And what year did they establish the Plymouth Colony? Nick said. 1750. And Jim. 1620. One of them's on the money. Mm-hmm. That was the year of our Lord, 1620. That's it. Jimmy, start off strong, 2-0. The Rock of Mm. Gibraltar, Mm. is what I meant to say, is a colossal limestone outcrop located in the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar. Cracking. (laughs) Right. Positively smashing. Absolutely smashing. They have monkeys there, you know? They have monkeys? Monkeys all over the damn place. Oh, I didn't know They'll get you. Macacays They will get you. Mm. What? they're like macaques or something. I don't know what they are, Fred. Macaque, like, you know, I think it's macaque. Reese's macaque. <laughs> 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 That's Popeye. Uh, olive. <laughs> to the nearest hundred feet, how tall is the Rock of Gibraltar? Oh my God! They both said a thousand. Really? Ah, they were both close. It's fourteen hundred. Uh huh. They okay. both get a point. Right. It is now three to one. Thirteen ninety-eight. Three to, to one. All right. Three to go. Two to go. Yeah. Come on, Jim. Oh, three to go. Ayers Rock or Uluru. 
is one of Australia's most recognizable natural landmarks. Mm. It's out back, all right. How many <laughs> miles is it from the nearest large town and the home of Boomerang Bob, Alice Springs? Nick said... 350 miles. And Jim? 25. The answer is 280. Ooh. Nick is closer. He is. Takes a point. It's I three it was to a lot closer. Ah, three to come two. Come on, Jim. Come on, two to go? Yeah. Two ah. to go. Devil's Tower <laughs> National Monument is a familiar rock formation in Wyoming. It was central to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. When was the movie released? Nick uh, said. 74. That's a good and guess. Jim? 76. Obviously, one of them is closer. Yeah. The answer is 1977. Oh, Jim, you snuck Jim it out closer. there. 4-1. Nice yep. Can't win. No, he can't. Ah. Another movie, The Rock. No, it's 4-2. to two. He can win. Oh, he can tie it up. If he ties it here. Another it on the movie, money. The Rock, featured Alcatraz, oh. the one-time yeah. federal prison. How many years did it operate as a penitentiary? <laughs> Nick oh. said. 30. And Jim? 75. Oh, man. What? Got to do the math? No. <laughs> I just—it's one of those things where you're like, ah, so close dang it. but not close. The answer is 29. Nick oh, was one was off. off. Oh, oh, and he would have tied it. He would have lost on time. Though, All right, but Nick gets it, but not enough. Sorry about that, Nick. Mark, you pick up the prize. Jim goes two and one on the season. Thanks for playing closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest wow. to the pin. Mm -hmm. pin wow, good game. Pin. That was a good game. Good job uh, there, Nick. Good game. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, thanks, Brad. See what else mm. you were up to. Mm. Uh, people are encouraging Oprah not to run for president now after last night's rousing speech. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Mm, don't no. do it, Oprah. Stick to your Weight Watchers commercials. <laughs> See what people happened. love Oprah. I'm sorry. You I know. love Oprah. I, yeah, I know. Men she and women both Brad. love Oprah. I don't love Oprah. You should. Why? Because she's really... <laughs> Are you going to tell him what to love now, Yeah, really. No, I mean, I, what's I, not to love about Oprah? Because she wants everybody to be like Oprah, and that's been uh, what she's been trying... What she was selling for a very long time, yeah. that Cold. every woman can be uh, Oprah, and that's... I'm sorry, not every woman can be Oprah anymore She wants you to be your best Every person, man can be, it can be Hussein Bolt. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Mm. just doesn't work out that way sometimes. Uh, she's very, ta don't get me wrong, she's very talented. She's a, a real su success story. There's no question about that. But after a while, it's like, okay. Let's see. Here's that. Bye. Bye. Not interested in that. Interested in that. Nah, not really. Nah. Mo sold her mower. Oh, yes, I did. And she's asking me today, what kind of uh, obligation do I, do I have? So you have no responsibility. I don't. And by the way, when you sell something, yeah. give them a receipt and you sign off on the receipt. You say, mower. John Deere mower sold as is. Yeah. On and Sunday. You give him a copy. January you get a 7th. copy. Both sign off of it. And then if there's any kind of, hey, you bought it as is. It's like selling a horse. Look, you buy the horse. You put it on the trailer. bumps its head and dies. still your horse, not mine. Yeah, they're you not going to come you back. You bought the lawnmower. He did buy the lawnmower. He's not asking to return the lawnmower. What does he want? Well, he wants to know about where I got the battery and where the warranty. You know, Just say, I don't know. Mm. What are you talking well, I about? Did, I did know, so I did, I did respond. Where did you get the battery for your John Deere lawnmower? I got oh, it well, at Batteries I, Plus. Let me just check the records right here. I got it at Batteries Plus. Just go to Batteries Plus and say, he wants to know, I guess, if there's a warranty or something like that. That's what you to F.O. Hey, no, no, no. no that's not nice. I don't do that. I don't think I have to be rude about it, I don't think it, you have Fritz. to do anything. No. Well, if he asks me something <laughs> I know, I'll respond. But, uh, you know, again, if it's a lot of detail on... on... Well, when the last time you get the blade uh, sharpened on this? Uh, we actually heat. replaced the blade, sir. We replaced the blade, the battery, the belt. 
Yeah, did you sharpen the blade? Yeah, when's well. the uh, last blade, time no you uh, cleaned the air filter? On oh, the... my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's I, a deal breaker. Uh, mm-hmm. I got his money. He's got my mower. Goodbye. The end. As is. Receipt. Sold to you. Mm-hmm. As is. Bye-bye. Here's a copy for you, a copy for me. Sign here, sign there. Sign here. He he brought his pickup truck, which was fine, and a buddy. Yeah. Uh, my hu- he, he wanted the three, my husband and these two guys were supposed to lift this mower, tractor riding mower, up into the bed of the pickup. Well, guess what? That's a damn heavy mower, I'll say. And and they finally got the first wheel, two front wheels up, yeah. and then they had to lift the butt of it up and shove it in there. It I Did thought, you help? No, I certainly didn't help. <laughs> no. Big strong woman. Good. Uh, no, no medal for you. No, I stood back and like, look, I thought, okay, which one of these guys going to have a stroke first? You know, is my husband going to just keel over in the driveway or are these two guys going to just drop? I, I don't know. You know, I, I thought, he, so, and he asks, well, do you have wood we can make sort of a plank to go? I'm like, no, I don't. Dude, you're the one with the pickup truck. Maybe you should have thought about this. I know. And yesterday. I'm not mm-hmm. responsible. See, thank Hold you. on a minute. I'm not responsible right. for That's the right. ramp, okay? A you're ramp. responsible. You're buying the tractor. It's your responsibility. Bring a trailer or bring a ramp or whatever it is. Yeah. I almost, you know. Car- this, this just blows me away sometimes. I almost wanted to car. I, I definitely said to my husband on Saturday, because he was coming on Sunday morning. I said, do you think on Saturday I should just say reminder cash only and bring a way to get this thing into your car? You know? No. And my husband said, "No, he's a big, he's a grown man. He'll figure it out." He's absolutely correct. Okay. Well, I got the cash all set and great, but then he says to my husband, "Can you help me pick it up and lift it into?" The, like, well, that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Except, except that you know who's going to have a stroke. Yeah. Except somebody can say, "No, I got a bad back or I got a hernia or so no, he I'm and not this doing other, that." These two little guys, you know, are asking my husband to you know heave ho. And I thought, you know what? Somebody's going to just keel right over in the drive. You got to go someplace. I got a really new mower. Pay into the system. I got a brand spanking new mower. Landscapers come every week. You got to move to Maitland with the rest of the Jews. I don't know what you're doing out there in the woods with the bears and the possums and all this manner stuff. Coyotes. And your husband thinks he's going to get a Remington and go out there with a scope and start shooting them. He's going to shoot that neighbor's dog. And you think you're going to shoot a cotton mouth? Is that what I heard you say? You think you're going to shoot a snake? Yeah. Mm. I got more experience with these kind of things than your husband does. Uh, maybe, but I think that's awfully dangerous. That's a risky mo- move a snake. right there. They hardly move. It's the wintertime. Mm. They get up there, oh, they, they get in the sun, and then yeah. they're, they're just sitting there. They're sitting <laughs> ducks. Well, why can't your neighbor dispose of his own snake? I'm just trying what to help a neighbor. It's uh-huh. okay. I'm just trying to help a neighbor. Hey, got- that snake is on your property, not mine. I don't know. Because I know I have a little bit of experience with this kind of stuff. Did they come a- to you and say, can you get this thing off my land? I said I could shoot it with a shotgun, but I can't discharge a firearm in, 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 on city property or in the, within the city within boundaries. Within the city limits, yeah. You know, get arrested for something like that. But, you know, I got a pellet gun. I don't have any pellets. But if I go get pellets, then I got to check out the sweatpants. And they got a small <laughs> rise. And they uh, when I pick them up, they split my nuts in half. Stop. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. Oh Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Just a come and go, sad house, big 
But I'm alone This honky-tonk used to be our home set house Big party, she's gone Might as well go ahead and blow my top Blues keep on coming with a lid on stop Live covers lonely, it's the one and only The thing that seems to help at all Sad house, big party She's gone. Sad house. Big party. She's gone. One of most favorites, Marty Stewart, who will be coming, by the way, I believe, to the Strawberry Festival down in Plant City. This year, next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the greats. He is. He's got those nice jackets. He's a great photographer, too, <laughs> by the way. Really? Yeah. Well known in the uh in, in that world, in that art world of Taking photographs wherever oh, he goes, kind of like uh, like um, like uh, Jeff Bridges, same thing. Gotcha. That mm. guy's another multi talented guy. I saw him in a movie that I had never seen over the break. Um, Which one? The door and the floor. I don't know that movie. It's an adaptation of the John Irving novel, A Widow for a Year. Mm. I'm not aware it's, of it. Yeah, it's like a segment of that book, but it was just one of those Jeff Bridges kooky movies. Yeah, I saw him in The Big Lebowski yesterday, as a matter of fact, just Love again. I, mean, it's a I can never see it. Wherever it is, wherever it is. No, you can't. It's just, and there's always something new. If you go to IMDb and look up trivia yeah. and odd facts about The Big Lebowski, it's just one thing after another, after another, after mm-hmm. another, after another. Not mistakes, not production errors, but just things that, oh, my God, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I got One of my all-time news. favorites. Breaking news. Sorry, oh. breaking news, Jim. President Trump has delayed the fake news awards that were supposed to be tonight until next Wednesday, Yeah, uh, the 17th. Uh, they will be presented to what he calls the losers on Wednesday. Um, and uh, Oh, please, Lord, let me be in the running. Comedy Central. Uh, Trevor Noah took out a full-page <laughs> ad in the New York Times yesterday. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, Samantha B. Full they're all vying for it. They're all, they all want to be the, the, the award winner. Stephen Colbert, another of congressman, Republican congressman, announced today that. that he is not. Uh, he's retiring. He won't seek uh, a re-election. This one from California. California one, Let's move yeah. back to Stephen Kramer, attorney of law, who mm-hmm. shows up every Monday on the Phillips file. Probably so his I, masterpiece, right? What? They're they're com- they're probably their comedic masterpiece. The Coen Brothers. The Coen Brothers has got to be Lebowski. I love. Yeah, agree. Above anything else, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got Raising Arizona, funny movie, lots of black humor in yeah, their probably, movies. Probably the biggest hit of. Of all. You know, I saw a movie over break that they wrote that Spielberg directed. Which one? Bridge of Spies. That's yeah, a good movie. Great. I loved it. It was great. Have you seen American Vandal? I have not. What's that? It's on Netflix. It's a mockumentary. Hmm. I'm writing it down. And the production values on this are absolutely superb. I keep recommending this for people. Just check it out. If you can get into two episodes, make it through two episodes, you'll be hooked. Because it's it's a whodunit. Okay. But it's one of but those. But it's a mockumentary. It's a mockumentary. Which I'm partial to. It's a mockumentary. But it's, it's I think it, it's absolutely superb. Whoever wrote this thing, I mean, just the the amount of minutia involved in putting this thing together. Just check it out and tell me what you think. I will do. I, you know, I got a chance to actually watch grown-up programming over break. <laughs> so I caught up on, I mean, Bridge of Spies has been on my list for two years. But I got to do that in some documentaries and some other uh, more uh Mature. I saw Little Big Lies or Big Little Lies or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That thing has based on the your awards. recommendation. So what'd you think? I liked it a lot. It was good, wasn't it? 
It was very good. I thought so, too. It was a lot better than I expected, not because you recommended it. It was just a lot <laughs> better. The book was a bestseller. I, I didn't know that. I, I went in thinking... It's disturbing. That, I went in thinking I was in it for kind of like a you know chick flick kind of thing, you know, maybe more, kind of more geared towards women. I didn't feel that way. I thought it maybe it was empowering to women. I mean, there was kind of that yeah. message within it, but I found it to be compelling storytelling, well done, and beautiful scenery. And Laura Dern's a badass. She's great in everything. All of them are terrific. Is that Nicole Kidman where she won Nicole last Kidman's night? Nicole Kidman's in yeah. it. Yeah, she's she in it. She won a Golden and, Globe. Uh, what's her name? Who's the, I can't remember her name. You Reese know, Witherspoon? Yes. Yeah, right. She's in it. A whole bunch of people. I mean, it's, 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 it's very good. Two things I caught. I don't remember when it was. Maybe you weren't here. I, I heard uh, um, Wanzi and Doug talking about Jim Belushi in a show. And being good, a good actor. And he's surprised. in a movie. He's in yeah. a movie, a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, he he's been doing that though. He was in uh, Twin Peaks: The Return, with a you know pretty serious role in that too. I think Twin did Twin Peaks pick up something. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. From the Golden Globes, I thought I uh, saw what's his it's name. under the radar. It's oh. only for a few of us. It doesn't matter. Um, he picked up a cherry pie and a. F- I must have a dream or something because I'm thinking about all these people in Golden Globe awards last night. None of them did. Yeah. You know, uh, the theme last night, obviously, was the Me Too, Time's Up, you know. Sure. And, uh, of course. Yes. Before, about a month ago, we had a conversation, and you and I kind of thought maybe Mo might be a little bit out there with one of her predictions. She was talking about hugging. Is hugging in the workplace going to be banned? Right, we Is it, talk about are we that. at that point? Well, mm-hmm. I, I just saw this right before I was coming, and I just What's that? Uh, printed it out. NBC issues hugging guidelines to yeah. staff. In wake of Matt Lauer sexual yeah, assault what's, scandal, what's the guideline? I don't know. <laughs> no, I saw be, it right I, before I, I was coming in. No, I'd be interested in knowing what the guideline. I, I understand in a business professional uh, aspect, you know, people have known one another for a while. It's good to see you again. I've seen you in ages. You know, the peck on the cheek, the the yeah. hug. I understand Here that. Is it. But people also have to understand the boundaries that other people have. I don't like to be hugged. Yeah. I I don't like I don't I, know I, do, I just don't like it. It's just well, you not... can ask. Is it okay to give you a hug? I mean, maybe. That's well, here's the rule that they put that in place. I think to a certain degree would. Yeah, it's your birthday. Hey, you know, and I was I'd probably give in or other things. Right. I say I'm really not into hugs. Right. I I'm not comfortable with it. It makes me very uncomfortable. And people have done it to me for years. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's like the go in for the hug or the force the hug. No, I'm not saying it's an it's not an assault. I don't want to even say it's on a level of 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 anything that speaks of harassment. It's just it's just an unwanted touch. Yeah, but well, anyway, this is one of the rules relates to hugging. And if you wish to hug a colleague, yeah. this is the NBC's rules. You have to do a quick hug, then an immediate release, then a step away to avoid body contact. Ah. Wow, that's specific, isn't it? Yes, it yeah, is. And there's I, a lot of other rules too. I think people, you know, if. If you step back and you start thinking about this with an air of sophistication and professionalism, most people can figure it out whether it's appropriate or inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm. I What's don't know. Next? I don't think so. I do. I don't. I think in a, pro- a professional setting, I think most people know what to do. I think most people in a professional setting don't go in for that for that hug squeeze, and yeah. that squeeze and let me hold you tight for five seconds. I don't think that's, I, I, I think, think most generally, people know what to do. I think generally that statement would be true, but I think we're in a period of upheaval. And right now people are having trouble pinning what's in that gray area of, of inappropriate. I don't like the idea that we have to, that we're setting things down. I mean, we're setting the guidelines for hugging down in black and white. 
That's bothersome to me. They had some other interesting rules. They had um, not sharing taxis. That's not appropriate anymore. What? I mean, there's some people who are suggesting that uh, men and women shouldn't go after work, shouldn't go out for, for a drink. I think that's one of their rules now. No social, basically rules about how to socialize. Also, no do not take vegans to steakhouses. That's one of NBC's new rules, <laughs> supposedly. Well, this tell us the article <laughs> oh. Telegraph amazing. in the UK reported this. Well, how is that offensive? I mean, I mean, I guess that's respectful. If if you're vegan for ethical reasons, you know, you might not want to. Uh, I think be it taken do, to uh, well, a lot of this depends on your station mm-hmm. in the organization as well. A lot of people, you know, if the boss says, "Hey, we're going. I'm taking the the crew to the steakhouse for dinner," and you're a vegan, I mean, it's just the nature of things. You know, you're gonna. Most people are not going to say, hey, "I'm sorry, boss, but I'm a vegan." I mean, it, there's a lot of moving parts here. I'm yeah. not saying... You could probably find something to eat on the menu, right? I mean, and most restaurants is, now yes no? know that there are vegetarians and there's something there. You yeah. know, I mean, if you're going to take it to the point, hi, the boss is taking us out to a steakhouse. How can he take us out to a steakhouse when I think or he should know that I'm a vegan? Dude, get some mashed potatoes, all right? That's okay. Well, there's and when you're the yeah. boss, ah, then you can make the decision mm-hmm. to take the crew to a vegan restaurant. I mean... Right. Is somebody going to stand up? I'm not going to the vegan restaurant because I'm a meat eater. You know this. Dude, I mean, that's. I think I'm that's a, one of the. That's what my, precipitated this. No, my concern is extremes. I understand patriarchy, and I understand going after the patriarchs, the men in power who use positions in power to assault women, humiliate women, demean women. I understand that patriarchs need to be taken down. Patriarchs who abuse their power. But the bigger issue is not patriarchs, it's patriarchy. And I think somewhere along the line, women are, are, we are all, look, I don't have a, I am, uh, as a man, humiliated, aggrieved, embarrassed, angered, and there's a bit of, what what is the German term, uh, schadenfreude? Yeah. Which taking some delight off of the misfortune of others, meaning those people mm-hmm. in power getting their comeuppance. But at the same time, I f- I'm uncomfortable because this is not, it's more for me, I would like to believe, and I think I've done a fairly decent job, at least reading-wise, in taking a step back and trying to listen, by listening meaning reading more about this, and trying to come to a better understanding of where everybody, including me, fits into this. If I look back on my behavior over the past decade since I was a young man, I don't. I honestly don't think there's. I've, I mean, I've yelled at people and I've lost my temper at people, but I don't think I've abused my position where to the point where I've taken advantage of somebody. I mean, that's, now, that's there, the good maybe, part is people maybe somebody comes forward inventory. and say, well, you don't remember. I really don't. And I think most men who think about this and want to think about this have reviewed this in their own mind. They're saying, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying can to I think. Do I'm trying to review this. I'm trying to do the best job that I can to. That's one of the positive things is when you do that self-inventory and you look back. That's an important reckoning that has to happen. But I did see. I mean, a, have I said things that are inappropriate that now as, an, as, as a man who's maybe gained some wisdom would look back and say, geez, would you, you know, come on. Well, part of it is also, you know, there is a, a appropriate for the time as well. I mean, that, that certainly there has been a shift in values and sometimes it's difficult. And I don't mean just in this context. I mean historically in any context to measure the past by today's rules. That's I've never difficult. been an ass grabber. Eh. That's good. Well, so no me too's for that. Well, I That's a I'm... funny thing to pull out of there. You know, it's like 
No, they're they're men who believe are, they have the right and permission because of their because of their level of power to engage in behavior that uh, some of us would think is boorish. Mm-hmm. You can't I, deny that it happens. You know, I read it. It it, it does happen. It, I've it does. seen it. Absolutely. I've been witness to it. Now, maybe the fault in me is saying, you know, hey, what are you doing? Not so good. Yeah. I read a great article, though, in the Times. Uh, came out a couple days ago by Daphne Merkin. And basically, it was a kind of a, a different feminist take on this whole this whole issue. And that the headline was, publicly, we say pound me too, hashtag me too. Privately, we have misgivings. And it's all about it. trying to... You read it. I thought I it was a great it. article. Very informative. And it was really about taking a more nuanced and comprehensive view of, of this well, crisis. That's what I mean by extremes. If you're yeah. going to be in the workplace and say, I'm the victim of sexual harassment because I don't like the way that he looked at me. Yeah. You know, at what point to, and the point that she was well, trying to make in her column was, versus Harvey Weinstein, different, different worlds. There are grades. Yeah, there are grades of it. You know, at what point do you say that's not flirtation or that crosses the line of flirtation? What is normal flirtation into the realm of sexual harassment or or, or treating or abu- women or abuse of power or not treating women as if they're fragile and delicate and have to be patriarchally protected, treating them as strong and powerful and able to, you know, also defend and speak up for themselves. That was one of her premises I thought was interesting. Let me take a little break. Stephen Kramer is our guest once again on Mondays. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. Phillips File for a Monday. Hey, the uh, celebration should be underway in downtown Orlando, the block party for the University of Central Florida, as they uh, self-congratulate themselves on their national championship that outside of Central Florida, no one is honoring. But, you know, (laughs) well, you do what you do. I mean, I understand. uh, I understand all the conflicts and I understand the arguments and I understand everything going on. Well, good for them. Church Street, it's packed. Good for them. But guess what? Uh, Tonight, um, nobody's going to be talking about how... Thousands of people turned out in downtown Orlando to help celebrate the University of Central Florida's, uh, you know, winning streak yeah. and uh, Peach Bowl win. And yeah, that's they probably very localized. National. It is localized. Absolutely. Which, which is fine yep. in itself. But, you know, next year, five years from now, ten years from now, when they open up the record books, and who is the national football champion in 2018? It's either going to be Alabama or Georgia. It's not going to be the University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. I doubt it would even make a footnote. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of the situation. You can come up with this make as, as many phony trophies as Mike Bianchi wants to make and hand them over to uh, Coach Frost or the, or the players, and it still doesn't. It's not the national championship trophy. I'm just sorry. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. And sometimes you just have to lick your wounds and try to make it better next year and, uh, and see what happens. 100%. Sorry. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I, curious to see what Shot says when you have him on. Uh. Last time I talked to Shot, he didn't think they deserved to be labeled national champions. Mm-mm. And he had that argument, I think, with uh, Jerry, right? Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, then if you read Bianchi, you know, the lead sports columnist for the paper, I mean, he's all over it, of course, because 
What else is he going to write about? The magic have a the magic have a crappy season. The Orlando City Lions had a, a terrible season. Mm-hmm. What else is he, what else can he get all jazzed up about? So he's not assigned to you know covering Valencia Community he's College always little softball. Football. Little League Baseball. Yeah, that's what exactly. he'll, be, he'll be reduced <laughs> anyway. to that. And I, uh, and and I understand from the from from the standpoint of you got to write about this and you got to squawk about it on the air because that's a way of getting readers and listeners. I I understand that game absolutely. as well. So what else is happening? You know, the Supreme Court declined a case today. I know. And, uh, I heard this. You did. You heard this is the case out of Mississippi. For the LGBT community. You know, I I don't know that it. So the the case dealt with a law. That was enacted in Mississippi after the Supreme Court ruling to allow gay marriage. And the law basically allowed clerks to avoid issuing marriage licenses to gay couples and also protected businesses from lawsuits if they refused to serve uh, LGBT customers. That law immediately got challenged. So what happened was before even before even you had licenses denied in mass or anything else, yeah. the law immediately got challenged. Mm. So a lot of people are trying to portray this as a canary in a coal mine for the for the case out of Colorado right um, the masterpiece cake shop shop limited uh, limited case and I think that's probably maybe chicken little skies falling kind of take on it I think there's actually a procedural aspect to it rather than being a substantive call by the court but in this case is the Supreme Court not reviewing the Mississippi law in the case of Colorado it's not a Colorado law. The Colorado law is an anti-discrimination law. The Colorado law, I believe... The baker is challenging the yes, anti-discrimination law. Yes, they're, they're basically contrapositives. They're, they're opposites, but they have the same well, like net effect. Term. They have the same net, net effect. I mean, they're, they're the two sides of the same coin. Um, so whichever one was heard by the court, or effectively if both were heard by the court, they'd have the same impact and the same um, analysis. But I think probably what happened here was instead of being a substantive statement on the Mississippi law, I think this was a fact that maybe the case was brought before it was ripe. So because you didn't have people affected by the law, you didn't give them a chance to be affected by mm-hmm. it, the Supreme Court found that that it didn't, it wasn't ripe. Does that make sense? Yes. So why weren't you an ass grabber? <laughs> not, me? You were brought up better than I that. Yeah, I mean, it's brought a, up not to do that. Don't touch people that want don't want to be touched. Yeah, but I mean, was it was it a relative? Was it a father? Was it a teacher? Was it a mentor? Was it just I don't know where it came from? I don't know. Good good peer groups, good teachers, good I family guess. to teach I mean, me. My men, grandfather was a school teacher, and he was a high school football coach. But but what I'm saying is that some boys are brought up with their fathers saying. This is not how to behave as a gentleman. Respect. And that's what other, my grandfather other, did. Other boys grow up to be men who never got that instruction from a parent or a, or a relative who grew up not to be that way either. Well, I'm not an ass grabber. I never was. I think maybe, this doesn't sound right, I think maybe I was always a little bit too shy to do anything like that. To you know be what so I mean? forward. That's yeah, very to, forward. Exactly. Yeah, that is very and, forward. Uh, not, I can't say I never thought about it. But I never thought about it to the point where, geez, I just wish I was an ass grabber. I wish I was like no. that guy. You know, and I never, I never fretted about it. I never really thought about it. I thought about that wouldn't be a nice thing to do. It's just not right. I think that would be my mother and my grandfather. And like I said, my grandfather is a school teacher, and he was wise. And he was one of those guys, you know, would always tell me over and over again, "You think you're smart, kid, but being smart isn't enough. You got to be wise." I think my and- first wife had a lot to do with this. 
Really? Yes, because she was. She was also uh, a teacher. Well, she was uh, just a socially a socially aware. I don't know if I want to use the term feminist, but she was a strong character, and I just thought that maybe somewhere along the line, it just it just wasn't the mm-hmm. it was not the proper way to to deal with anybody. I mean, you just don't touch anybody. Yeah. But I don't know where the idea really formented where it said, you just don't touch people without their permission. You just don't do it. Well, y- your dad wasn't a hugger, right? No. Yeah. And, and my grandfather was. I don't think my father ever hugged me. My grandfather wasn't a hugger. So, um, and, you know, he was a teacher and he would tell me things like, here's the appropriate way to act. He would tell me, you know, I have female students in my class yeah. and I don't ever close the door and have them in the room alone. That would be inappropriate. Uh, right. You know, and, right. and, and he was a guy that wouldn't hug. In fact, I don't think I ever got a hug from him until he was, you know, super sick with cancer, sure. and I carried him to his bed. That happens and I, a lot. Yeah, and then and I said, yeah, "I finally exactly. got you to hug me." But I don't remember anybody sitting and saying, "Here's here's the way." And I don't know whether it's military school. I doubt it seriously. I, I don't. Maybe something came along, you know, where I read or I don't know where I said this is this is the way that a gentleman is supposed to. Mm-hmm. My, Behave. My mom taught me to respect women. That would be my. I don't remember anybody wagging their, you know, and I mean this in the metaphorical sense, wagging their finger and say, "Look, I saw you doing this, and here's what a gentleman does." You know, whether it's talking about, you know, your conquests, which is boorish tacky, behavior, right? very, very, very tacky. Gentleman doesn't engage in that. At least in no. my book, doesn't engage in that behavior. Did they say that's not a? You do both have sisters. I know you did. I do not. You know, I have a younger sister. Yeah, than I do. So far, probably so, my young, my older sister died at an early age. So and, I wonder if a lot no. of families say that's not how you talk to your no. sister. That's not how you treat your sister. Mm-mm. That's how you treat, you know, your mother, your sisters, your aunts and and cousins. You know, you treat girls differently than you know. may treat your. I mean, brothers. I was taught to, you know, to have that type of politeness to hold the door to, you know, girls. You know, you know. Yes, that was part of the upbringing for sure, which is, you know, that's more on the traditional side. But still, there's a, a respect for women no matter what way you, you yeah, know, even that. The only thing I can remember uh, my parents instructing me is don't wear pl- a plaid shirt and uh, striped shorts. Because I remember <laughs> running right. out of the house and my mother, and Looking I think my like father at the same time, come back here. Yeah. <laughs> come back here right now. You oh, do not. It, it and, is possible to mix patterns, but you have to be really no, careful. You don't not make, at seven you don't or take ten. take a checkered shirt with, you know. Yeah. Striped shirt. You just don't. You don't do it. It's a. It's a clash. And I think I've not right now. I mean, my sense of style's gone right out the window. But there was <laughs> a time when I dressed like you for work. Mo can attest to yeah, that. That's true. I'm familiar. And I think I have a pretty good idea of that. And a few you other can make things about. Stripes. You just have to do it the right way. It's about scale and about not being too loud and about, about not mixing about obnoxious patterns. But little kids, you know, little, you little kids shouldn't be doing that. That's a, a gentleman. If you had this shirt. And a pair of striped shorts. No. Let's no. say seersucker shorts. That's never acceptable. Nope. Sorry. No. That's not going to work. It's <laughs> not going to or work. Or little girls are not wearing flowers and checks and, you know, all of that. It's just way no. too busy. Like I said, it's more of a sophisticated yeah, type By of and large, dress. there are exceptions. You shouldn't wear brown shoes with a dark blue suit. You can get away with it, mm-hmm. but you have to be very, very, very careful. I would say more oxblood than brown, but here we go. Mm-hmm. I think you, you know, can wear taking, wearing your hat inside and, you know, you take your hat off and... I think you can wear these days the standards on brown shoes with a suit have changed and it's, you know, considered maybe more dandy or dapper to do it. Um, So it is doable, but you always match it to your belt. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. You don't wear brown shoes and a black belt.
you should never wear a brown belt with a dark blue suit. Never disagree. Never down. What if it's like there, a caramel brown? There are things that are fashionable. Well, first off, dark blue, fashion, talking royal blue, fashion, navy blue, midnight fashion blue. Fashion changes. Style never changes. To which I'm saying, if you were wearing a, a dark blue suit with a black belt and black and black shoes, like Capto shoes, that's a style that never goes out of fashion. Where other fashions can go out of style very quickly. Agreed. That's that permanent. Permanent style is is the best way to go. I mean, that's classic uh, style. You know, you see men take a pocket square that is the same pattern as their tie. Faux pas. V- v- very much a faux pas. Absolutely. But what's with all the slim fit? Are we going to ask Stephen about the slim fit? I'm over the slim fit. You're talking about for dress wear <laughs> yeah, or for, for casual shirts, wear? Yeah, for for whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, slim fit, what does that mean? I mean, there's an Italian cut. There's an English cut. There's an American cut. There's, Those, you know. The, you know, the dress shirts. Where it's or, contoured to your body You know, it's that tapered for men who wear this skinny These around. These are suits that are made for soccer players. <laughs> for professional soccer players. If you're not tall and thin or whatever or... Short and thin, those tapered. Traditionally, it would be called the Italian cut for a suit. You know, there's, there's, there's definitely, you know, there's the hack or the sack cut, which is basically where it's straight down from the shoulders, um, which is kind of that baggy 1950s gray flannel suit. Um, you know that that I don't think is very in vogue right now. And then, and then there, and basically, you see that, and you see super thin, and you don't see that that drape is that perfect middle. You're absolutely correct. Super, yeah. you know, the, the, the skinny the, pants, you know, the slim fit will go its merry way, just like pleated pants when it's merry way. Pleated pants were the big thing for years and years and years after Wall Street, the movie Wall Street and the braces, yeah. meaning suspenders and everybody was wearing that. And, you know, it's just it. That's that's where fashion changes. But style never goes. You can find men who wear essentially dress the same way that men were dressing 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of an adjustment here and there, but they always look good. The, the thing is, some people misinterpret a properly fitted suit as a thin fit. Like, my suit is not a thin fit, but it's fitted. I mean, Correct. It, it fits my shoulders, and there's not extra room. It's the like problem, a, it's a drape. Men are trying to fit their fat bodies into suits that are too tight for them. Yeah, once if you see that pull... If you, you see that button, X when you button your top button because you, you leave your bottom to, open. You have to know your body style. That's why big, large men should never wear double-breasted suits because it makes them look fat. Wider, yeah. You know, there's that, that, great, that great book, Dressing the Man, that deals more with classic sensibility. And re- instead of looking at styles, it's about right. finding the right suit for your body type mm-hmm. and finding the right color scheme and level of contrast for your complexion. And mixing those two together to find permanent style. But in that book, you do, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are okay with brown shoes in most settings, not formal, not semi formal. Um, and with most suits, um, sans black and midnight blue. And then I think that you can mix patterns, but that should be left to the pros. Should you wear a belt if you wear suspenders? Not that anybody is really wearing braces anymore. Should never wear a belt if you wear braces. I don't wear bracers, so. You know, never, never crossed my path, but I tend to agree with you. You know, if you buy a, 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 a suit on Savile Row, a lot of times they cut those pants so you don't even wear a belt. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a suit with belt loops and you choose to wear braces or suspenders, do not wear a belt. That's I tend a to major agree with you. faux pas. But if you're going to have it, bracers which should button in like that, 
you know, why would you have belt loops put on your pants? You don't need them. Yeah, but some some men can't afford to to they, oh, so they buy clip a, on bracers. They, mm. No, they they buy a suit off the rack, and many suits still have buttons inside. So yeah. you can put braces on them. You can put suspenders on them. I'm suggest what I'm saying is, if you put suspenders, if you attach them inside your your waistline, mm-hmm. you do not wear a belt. That's a major faux pas. You show your well, belt loops. That's what you do. I agree. And if you're going to commit to the bracers, have your tailor cut off the belt loops. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. Not everybody's. Don't want to tailor. Tailor. You got to tailor a suit. You can't no, buy it t- off the just rack. Telling, plenty of men were wearing suspenders when buying suits off the rack. I'm with you. Okay. You, you can have, have your tailor trim your suit when you buy it off the rack, though. Plenty people have tailors. No, he's Everybody about... does. You have to have your tailor. <laughs> just what are you nobody talking fits a suit you off just the say, rack. Take it to your tailor, no. and they'll... No, you, just who, alterations, he's saying. If you alterations get, is if you what I'm talking about. If you get the shortened a little you're bit. You're seamstress. Whoever. You're seamstress. Listen, if you buy, nobody fits a suit off the rack. It fits one of 100 men. Therefore, you have to have your, your cuffs All, taken up or your pants taken up. You have to put your cuffs in. Maybe have it's a little not bit a taken in your suit. Pas. It is not a it's faux, not a faux pas. pas. I'm talking about style. It's you know. not. But what I'm saying is, the time will come where it's a, uh, it's out of fashion to wear suspenders. It's out of fashion to wear braces. So you got a pair of pants with your suit. It's no got belt no loops. belt loops. Then what are you going to do? I would say Take braces are seamstress. classic. Not a classic. They're know. out of fashion. They're you know that as well. I as disagree. Like I don't do them, but I they're, 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 they've been around forever. Me? They always will nobody be. Nobody on Wall Street, nobody in the financial industry is wearing suspenders anymore. The only person who wears suspenders is Larry King, if you can find him. <laughs> He's out there. All right. Thank you, Stephen Crane. Ah, All right. It's a watch American I Vandal, know, will you please? Will you, I will. I put it on my list. I wrote okay. it down. Thank you. And braces are classic. To talk to you. <laughs> Even though I don't wear them. Braces. Bracers. No. Braces. Bracers. You're braces. saying different bracers. words. I always heard them as braces. In the Britain, they call them bracers. In the U.S., we call them suspenders. Oh, Maybe they're braces. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it is it? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Hmm. A new study has found narcissists like and follow other narcissists on social media platforms. Who would thought? I'm glad millions of dollars are now gone, but we finally figured this out. Good job all around. Speaking of narcissists, Thailand's PM outed himself by bringing out a life-sized cardboard cut out of himself to wrap up a press conference. After failing to answer any questions, he directed reporters to ask his counterpart and walked away. What a prick. Speaking of pricks, British Parliament staff tried to search for pornography online over 24,000 times in the last four months. The parliamentary computer network had over 160 requests per day. Keep it in the britches, bravs. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go to realradio.fm to see the adorable sledding dog. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You are listening to the Phillips File. Down. Well, sex is cheap and it's all is overrated. And the boys are still working on the sound. 
crazy But the paranoia slowly creeping in Oh, I keep drinking myself silly On the way up to this hell And I thank God for this here life of sin Bam, 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 bam Right, let's play Who some. Is that? Uh, I sort of. That's a toe tapper. Sturgill Simpson. Oh, Sturgill not Simpson. Sturgill that's Simpson. Old, that's old school country. Mm. One of the guys saving country. Thank you. Oh, saving. Points. Mm. Got a beard. <laughs> a mustache. Does he? I must got you most. I most. Oh, no. But, You're not going to be allowed no, to. Don't even. In my time off, it was like Don't four even. days. I let no. it start growing for four days. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, go. got, you got. I got no objection. No. You got, got a stink no, eye from it? No, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you want to do. Cool. But she said, "On she's, you know, my wife said, you know, I know it's going to happen. It's going to come in. It's going to be white. Mm-hmm. The past gray. It's going to get in white. And you're going to get all upset and pissed off because you're going to look like Santa Claus or something." <laughs> and uh, she was right, and I shaved it up, and I did whiten my teeth again. I suppose every day, I for 14 days. They really work. It really well. works. Uh huh. It does work. Those crest white strips—they work. They really work. They super work. Yeah. You gotta get one of your. You, I'm telling everybody before I get into. So you want to win it? Yes, sir. All right, I mean, person, place, your thing. That's what I knew what you meant. You gotta get one of That's those true. instant pots. I'm telling you. Oh, again with the. Instant you gotta get an instant pot. Get it while the going is good, mm-hmm. and don't be left behind on this. <laughs> Are they expensive? A uh, hundred and twenty, maybe. Oh, it's worth I it. think you get it for way less than that. It is worth it. Oh, boy, worth because it. Because you will be creating restaurant-quality mm-hmm. cuisine mm-hmm. for yourself and your family. <laughs> yeah, okay. The butter chicken is to... But you got to get yourself... But yeah, but you have to get the cookbooks, too. Okay. Um, like the, the Instant Pot cookbook for Chinese Indian food. food. Do they have any Chinese food in there? I don't know. I've probably. got the uh, uh, Instant Pot Chinese food uh, oh, cookbook, but I imagine they probably do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting hungry. Me, too. Same. Yeah. A Cuban chicken, what I got was... Cuban chicken. No, garlic uh, chicken. I I mean, garlic uh, pork that I made in the Instant Pot. Mm -hmm. And I put it in a taco shell, covered it with and spread some salsa on top of that with some sliced avocado. Oh, there you go. Up until the avocado, I was with you. It's good. Mm. That's some pretty good Yeah, the consistency of that avocado. That's some pretty good stuff. Isn't that too gushy for you? No, you got to know how to buy your avocado. I don't like it. Well, I don't like gushy avocado anymore than like a gushy banana. You're thinking of guacamole. Huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, most thinking of guacamole. Yeah, no, avocado, I'm thinking of a chopped avocado. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nope. It's good. You like it's a banana, good. don't you? It's Not a so superfood. If, if it's nice and fr- I like Avocado's it when it's... Avocado's good for you. It is supposedly. It's a healthy fat. All right, here we go with <laughs> yeah. uh, person, place, your thing. Pat, you're first up. Uh, what's the prize? First, uh, oh, first of all, what's the prize, Fritz? I have a pair of tickets to four Florida <clears> Cup <throat> games. I'm going to butcher these teams if I if I say them. So just uh, Probably, go Probably, but go ahead anyway. Try it. We want to hear PSV Endhoven versus Fluminense. Fluminense? Uh, we'll, we'll live okay. with it. Okay, all right. On January 12th, uh, Rangers FC versus Corinthians on January 13th. At Atletico Nacional versus Atletico on January 14th. There you go. And Fluminense versus Barcelona SC on January 15th. All matches at the Spectrum Stadium. Mm-hmm. Visit realradio.fm. Keyword tickets for more info. There you go. Pat, you're first up, Pat. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. We'll go place. Let's go with the place. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. Mm-hmm. What is this place <clears throat> with a population? Nobody's going to get this. Oh, they might. You know, right off we the bat. We got some Brad smart e- listeners. Brad please. even changed it so it might be a little easier. He said. All right, here we go. With a population of about fifty thousand, this island is about fifty percent Asian descent. 
No, okay. easy. Come on. Who doesn't know that? Okay. It's an <laughs> island of 50,000, about 50,000 Asian descent. Asian. I don't know what the other 50% is. I have no idea. Well, maybe it's in another um, clue. Oh, that's a toughie. Um, no. I'm going to go with Devil's Island for lack of a better answer. Devil's Island. Don't even know where that that's is. your final answer? Yeah, that's it. Now, I'm sorry. It's not Devil's Island. That's in the Lake of Fire. Isn't that where uh, Papillon was? Didn't they send uh, Papillon and the... I love that, that That's guy. Another, yeah, That's that a great was, movie that they're remaking, and I wish Ugh. they wouldn't. Leave it. I'm thinking of... Uh, Steve Bonaparte. McQueen and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin uh, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I gave Good movie. Points. Papillon. Butterfly in French. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, double points. Double points. <laughs> Mark, clue number two. This U.S. Okay. Put a man on the moon. Can't. Uh, we can't. They can't hear us. We Clue can't hear them. number two. Okay. This U.S. territory is 15 hours ahead of yeah. Orlando and located near the deepest part of the ocean. Oh, I know what that is. Is it? Oh man, I'm sorry. I had to pay this for me. You know, joking. Um. Okay. Can you say that one more time? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Galapagos. No, it's not the Galapagos. Nice try, though. Yes. No, Mo, you're wrong. Ah! Here we go to Brian. Clue number three, Brian. Tangan tangan trees were used to prevent erosion brought on by World War II battles. Oh. Oh, why didn't you say that before? Is it this? The Uh, Tangan tangan. Go ahead. I'm going to say American Samoa. American Samoa. That's your final answer? Yes. No, it's not American That's what Samoa. I said, but now oh, about this yeah, one. Brother. No, it's not that. The, it's not that either. Uh-huh. Let's move on to uh, Justin. Justin, clue number four. Claimed by the Japanese during World War One, mm-hmm. it became a major battle in World War Two, as told in the 1960 movie Hell to Eternity. Never heard of that movie. Mm-hmm. Hell to Eternity or Here to Eternity? Probably here. No, he no. Make Hell a- to Eternity. Now, here to eternity was in Hawaii. I was that Engelbert Humperdinck? No. Who's the guy with the... Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster. Engelbert that was Humperdinck. close. Uh, not really. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> that was not close at all. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. Claimed by the Japanese during World War One, it became a major battle in World War II. Okay. What do you think there, Justin? Let's try the uh, Marianas Islands. Marianas no. Islands. No, it's not that, but you're getting closer. Everybody's getting closer. Let's go to... Sandy. 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 Now part of a U.S. territory, Sandy, it was panned for major immigration and labor violations in the garment industry. That's a good clue, isn't it? Not really. How about um, Palua? Kalua? No, Pa. Yeah. Palua. That's your final answer? Neither one is right. The Republic of Palua? No. No. Sorry. Uh, sorry. No, you can text me at Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. Let's see if anybody. And gets hopefully it. by tomorrow morning we'll have an answer. Ah, wait. Yeah, a lot of people are coming in. Uh, Iwo Jima, no. Marshall, Marshall Islands, no. um, Tahiti, no. uh, Midway, no. Guam. No. no Starts no, with an S. No one's getting it. Ends with an N. Oh, um, Saitan. You're close. What is Sauron. It? Sauron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a <laughs> space thing. Isn't, isn't that a moon of? Yeah, of Uranus. 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 Yeah, that's a moody Uranus. Uranus, all right. Yeah, it's a moody uh, Uranus next to Herman the hemorrhoid. <laughs> Wait, is it like Saipan, but it's not? It's not? Saipan. 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 It's Saipan. 
S. I told you nobody would get it. No. I think Saipan. Great Saipan in an instant pot. Uh, let's get out of here. Ah. Good show today. Thank you very much. Jack should be back with us tomorrow. Big uh, national championship game tonight. Alabama against Georgia to determine the national champions. That's just the way it goes, UCF. Sorry about that. We're out of here. Back tomorrow at 3. Right after Shawnee's the news junkie with Sabrina and Celia, and they follow the monsters in the morning. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.